please, no Johns. Jesus. But with, but with, you know, tire, tire iron. iron. <laughs> it didn't come out in the last four years, and it's not a Moe Blob show. Yeah. Red, oh, Red, Red is not it. a fan. Tire art can be a little hard to decipher sometimes. Just, I mean, just a, a smidge. Just a That's, smidge. That, that one's pretty Yeah, I now mean, that I said it, I was like, though. oh, right. But sometimes... Sire's references sometimes will go so deep. Oh yeah, the deep oh, yeah, dive Sire's references. References are like obscure Korean pump it up yeah. background animations. So when it's something actually <laughs> relevant, I have no idea. It's like, oh yeah, it's probably just some crazy. Oh, oh, it's actually mainstream weird. Oh no, weird. The one time Even we though... got we got Sire to do something other people would know, and I, I didn't I didn't ask for that one. Sire just did Obvi- that one on his obviously own. Obviously, it should have been Battle Angel this week. Oh <laughs> damn. <laughs> I don't know. I hear people saying that's pretty good. It's okay. Me too. I saw it and I thought it was okay, and I thought, "Hmm, I hate going to the theater, though." Oh, I thought I didn't think you went. I did Uh. myself. (laughs) Well, it's still better company. Yeah. Oh, gee. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to the theater, and I was like, "I would love to see Alita or Lego Movie 2. And mm-hmm. then the person, and then the person I was going on a date with, said, "Actually, let's see How to Train a Dragon 3. And I was like, "Oh, okay." okay. Oh. <laughs> there's more but than one of those. There's three of them now. Wow. And it I, just I, opened. Yeah. There's also there was also a television series and probably multiple direct video ones. Most likely. Man, I bet. But people, they canceled, I bet, so it's okay. I bet Pokemon fans saw the name of that movie and thought, "Man, this is the shit." <laughs> how to Train Your Charizard. Yeah. Like yeah and then they were like, North Mythology, palace. what's this crap? Yo, it's Blowjob Chon, right here in my <laughs> chat. <clears throat> Lego movie is great, and I'm very here for Lord and Miller in everything they do. We gotta give Those it up. For, not... We gotta give it up for Ballas, though. He's proven that yeah. he's got good taste because he played through Helen's Mysterious Castle. Oh, okay, true. A socks cast approved game. That is a very socks cast approved game, yes. Didn't we all put that like on our top ten of the end of the year? I think it was like, right at the yeah. end. Pretty sure. Yep. It was one of the many times I've brought something beautiful, a beautiful magical story to y'all's attention. It's like the one time you've made a suggestion and we actually thought, oh wow, John Thayer is not just talking out of his butthole this time. This, taste, this is actually pretty good. Man, you know what? Some Something made me mad before we went live. Somebody linked me something and it was just, it really upset me. Oh. Uh, Insane Clown Posse sampled Man in the Box by Alice in Chains for a song. I was real mad. I mean, yeah, Kid Rock sampled Metallica, though, so I don't know. It's not like the bar could have been set any lower. Yeah. <laughs> I, if if I had to choose, like, I would listen to Insane Clown Posse any day of the week over Kid Rock. But 
just the fact that that is a thing that exists and I heard it and my ears were like, why is this? And that was it. It's like, man, that's, that's my uh, amazing story for the day. <laughs> I hope nobody expected me to have anything good to talk about. Did you ever hear their version of Let's Go All The Way and then and weren't aware that that was actually based on an existing song from an 80s pop band? No, I can't say I have. Okay. I'm probably in a much better off place not having heard that. Yes, this is one of those their socks casts. Uh, we do those from time to time. Yeah, it's our special Oscar episode. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> I was it. talking to my talking to my mom, and it just she was like, "Oh yeah, Oscars are tonight." I was like, "Oh yeah, I used to pay attention." Not now. No. Let me just a YouTube link from donor. Oh, uh, Colin. Oh, let's check this out. What do you got here? What do you got here? Let's go all the way. Wait, if I play. Yeah, I'll, I'll just play it over stream. Who cares? <laughs> it's about like a minute of intro to on the rare occasion that it does play on the radio. <laughs> All right, or more, maybe more like 30 seconds. Oh, I know this song. So wait, you're saying ICP did this? That, well, they did, but I, I don't know if you can just say it's a sample at all. It's a... Um, the thing that the new metal bands were doing where they just oh. made a version of an 80s song but worse and oh. the ICP version has completely different lyrics obviously oh yeah I can't hear them rapping over this <laughs> I, I just don't hear it oh it, it exists <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to know any more about it like I've I've heard the, the original now that I know remember what the original is and I'm like I, I don't know I don't think I need the uh, any psychopathic clown love over that. No. Are, are you sure? I'm. You know, I'm sure. You know, I mean, I tell you what. If I was like 17 or 18, I'd probably be like, you know, let's 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 give it a go. We can't be that bad, can it? Oh yeah, I was in high school when that album came out. The only thing I knew about Insane Clown Posse was that that was supposed to be the last Joker card, I guess, before. They revealed the secrets of the Dark Carnival, and that that was. And then real. they just kept making albums, and yeah. then they came out and said, "Oh, oh, the secret was it was Christianity all along." Yeah, like <laughs> what the fuck? Miracles, bitch, dude. Miracles is dope. Mm. <laughs> miracles is dope. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> uh, it's like it's like you'll never understand what it's like to look through the eyes of a three-year-old in a thirty-three-year-old man's body. <laughs> It's like fucking magnets, man. Check it out. <laughs> it's like a fucking seagull ate my cell phone, dude. That's miracle. Like, what the fuck? It's so maybe that's why. Um, maybe that's why Shaggy Two Dope tried to kick Fred Durst in the head because it had happened to him so many times that he was just unfazed by it. <laughs> I- I'm gonna click this dumb link that you put in chat anyway. We're gonna we're gonna go on this ride together. Here we go. <laughs> Let, let's go all the way. Insane Clown Posse. Boondocks and Blaze. 
Those are some names of rappers that are not Insane Clown Posse, I don't think. Yeah, you know, just because Michael Jackson had unnecessary intros to all his music videos didn't make it okay for <laughs> the rest Town? of the world. Pleasant Town? It had to be called Pleasant Town? <laughs> oh yeah, the Insane Clowns are gonna just upend your shit. Oh no. Oh yeah, I can definitely hear that new metal thing they're doing to it. <laughs> it's down tuned and it's and they're and they're you know, they're giving it a little more chugga, chugga chugga. It sounds exactly like nineteen ninety nine to me. I mean if Power Man five thousand did that and, and now that I say that, Power Man five thousand did an album all of covers, so I mean who's to say they didn't do Let's Go All the Way? <laughs> I know they did um Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant. Oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Okay, that was... That was too dumb for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I subjected our chat to that. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the SoxCast, episode 90. The SoxCast, brought to you by Moon Pies, as always. Moon Pies, the Uncola. That's kind of hard to argue with, right? That's some good branding. Yeah, I can feel that. I mean, and it, like, how are you going to argue in the face of branding that's straight up fucking irrefutable fact? True. It's a, a moon pie. Very much is definitely not a, a, a cola of any sort. It's true. But what if it was? What if it was the anti-cola? Hmm. Pepsi inside. Hmm. You know, maybe once I get that sponsorship, I'll have a little more pull, and we can get him to try something like that. <laughs> so yeah, that's our that's our that's our moon pie slogan this time. It's the Uncola. There you go. I don't think I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Just because it's been used before, it's even more true in this instance because it's not even a drink at this point. If you have a bad breakup, do you say you and I are done, Cola? <laughs> I had a friend. Now, I had a coworker who I mentioned re us releasing a game and then linked it, and then they went right onto the site and then went to the a recent SoxCast and then listened to it, <laughs> and they said that they promptly stopped around when we talked about killing dogs with chocolate. Yeah, John, <laughs> why did you have to bring that to the... Why'd you bring that fun anecdote to the party? I was trying to have fun. I thought, hey, guess what? Dogs like food that's good. And John's like, oh, but hey, let's kill dogs. So they listen to like a minute, maybe. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I figure yeah, that. I this figure podcast that, is not PETA approved. I figure that that's most people's uh, experience when they listen to a new socks cast. Anyway, to my media virtual right, he is what the art world truly craves. It's Rhett. No. Newgrounds <laughs> destroyed any aspirations <laughs> of being an artist I had. <laughs> Very, very thoroughly. And that's a sad, sad tale, though. <laughs> they were so mean. They were very, very mean. The only game that ever, like, didn't get every comment being, the graphics are terrible, was Press Space to Win. Yeah. <laughs> and this is because you did big, fake, chunky poly, or big, fake, chunky I tried pixels. to make it look like an Atari game. Not even NES. Like, tried to make it look as bad as possible. Yeah. <laughs> So it rolled around to looking good. That's why most indie developers say they're working within a certain limitation. 
Because it lowers the, the expectation. That's really what I do. The, the thing, though, is, like, working in actual NES limitations is super hard. Yeah, they don't oh, even yeah. have... They don't even like, have... Like, a, I gotta learn assembly to do this shit? Come on. Well, not even that, but, like... But, like, their actual, like, their actual color palette lacks yeah. a really good yellow. Or trying to do three colors per sprite is, like, impossible. Like, Shovel Knight does not give a fuck. Yeah. Nope. It cheats like crazy. Yeah, I remember when I was talking to the Joy Master people, they were like... You know, we tried to do Onikin with, um... You know, NES limitations at first, but then it just got to a point where it just felt way too restrictive, and it was kind of just yeah. interfering with their ability to kind of display the things. Because, I mean, Danilo Diaz is obviously a really good artist, mm-hmm. so why cover that up? That's the thing, is, like, you actually have to be a good artist to work within limitations yeah, like to, that. To make that shit just being like, oh, I'm just gonna make Zalixer look like an NES game, and then, oh, oh, this is hard! I... I can only use three colors, and I want to use, like, three shades of gray and a red. Uh-oh. Screw that. <laughs> oh, and I've just been informed that Press Space to Win has a TV Tropes page. <laughs> I'm not shocked, because that thing why not? did well for yeah. itself. It did, yeah. Yeah. That I, think I've read, I think I've read that page, though, before, though. Do I mean virtual left? He's such a baby, because the dolphins make him cry. It's John Thayer. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Doing pretty well. Holding a lighter for some oh, reason. What you... It's just on the desk. I can't think of any reason why you, of in particular, would need a lighter. Uh, that's for, I was I used it to light the candles in my bubble bath I had before the socks cast. <laughs> you're such well, a fuck, you you're such a fucking diva. <laughs> <laughs> it was either that or I go up to the heated pool upstairs and I decided on the bubble bath. <laughs> he just can't stop mentioning that. Pool. No. <laughs> He lives a fucking life of luxury. He lives. He lives oh. way. He lives way more high on the hog than the rest of us wieners. Ah, very. Oh, just looking out the window at the lake. Oh, I'm content. <laughs> don't mind me. We just usually being a don't. Dad. We. <laughs> and we have a very special guest with us today. Yeah. Been here on the show numerous times. Today's special guest needs no introduction. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> oh, I knew that. Wait, what? <laughs> How's it going, Beepner, Colin? Hey. How's it going, bud? It's, it's going. I've got a bulbous glass of wine here that I'm trying not to spill on the microphone. That yeah, that would definitely like if you spilled on the microwave, it'd probably sound like we were listening to Death Grips or something, though. I could go for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I want wine. I'm oh, just drinking water. Why don't I mean, you get your manservant to bring it to you, Daddy that's... Warbucks? <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a while since we've had you on, Colin. Even though you're our you you are our official fourth, but it's good to always have you hanging out here uh, at Soxcast Central. We hope you're ready for a good time, like always. Oh, my body is ready. Is your body? Uh, oh, right. Man, man, like, come on. Uh, yeah, see what I did there? See what you did there? Great transition. We got to give it up for our good pal Reggie over at Nintendo. He knows us very well. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, he's retiring. Um, I, I asked him to release Mother 3 before he left, so he said he just, he just couldn't. He just can't. He doesn't think our bodies are ready, apparently. Man, I hope Mother 3 never gets released here. Fucking... 
I hope the new guy comes in and just smashes the glass case that it's in and that has a button that says release mother three on it. I hope I hope the new guy, since his name is Bowser, I hope he comes in as the true fucking heel that he is, has a mother three cartridge on it, it, it just like smashes it. The first thing he does in a direct, he just appears on screen and wordlessly smashes a mother three cart. You know why the internet is awful? Why? Because of the day that was announced. You know, it started trending on Twitter. <laughs> yep! Doug Bowser. <laughs> I was so confused at first because I saw that before the, <laughs> him being named CEO. And I was just like, what? Oh, no. This just gets worse for this poor guy. So, like, he can't be a heel because we already got his number. <laughs> <laughs> you all already want to fuck him. Release Mother 3 or we'll release the Doug Bowsette porn. <laughs> Actually, somebody's probably going to Pixiv right now and plugging that uh, in. Go for yeah. it. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to go there. I already linked ICP. That's my sin for the day. <laughs> okay, so I guess it's time to start doing that thing that we normally do. Uh, hey, Colin, how's things going? What you been up to, bud? Uh, things are going. I've been playing some video games. You do you do that every now and then. I forgot that that's a thing yeah. that you like to do. They're, video games are an entertainment medium. Um, they waste your life. I don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Don't make them either, because you'll make them and then nobody will care. Oh, yeah, God, no. Yeah. So, Oof. I've been playing a Nintendo game. Oh, whoa! Uh, that hot new Nintendo goodness. Over here. <laughs> uh, I've been playing Super Princess Peach for the DS. Yo, that game's cute. Aw. That's, that's a charitable way of putting it. <laughs> I just found my cartridge of it the other day when I was going through my old games. I was like, oh yeah, I, I own this. I never played it, but I own it. What do you think? Now sell me on it, Colin. Sell him! Let's do it! Okay, are you tired of Mario rescuing Peach? Yes. Yes. Well, now you gotta play as Peach and rescue Mario! Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> wow. Wow. Actually, you know, I don't have the box because I bought it at a second-hand store, but I'm pretty sure, like, the back-the-box blurb goes something like that. <laughs> I think it does. I would, I'd have to go over to my shelf and pick it up, but, yeah, I think it's something like yeah, that. Yeah, but physical activity. Yeah. Not gonna happen. Not on a Sunday. You ain't getting nothing out of me today. <laughs> Need to get one of John's manservants to yeah, just go just, grab it for you. <laughs> one of those fuckers over here. <laughs> just pause for a sneeze. Probably didn't need to announce that. Sort of defeats the purpose of muting in the first place. What the hell? Yeah, so like, there is a mute button right there. <laughs> In fact, I would hope there's some peripheral that you can buy that's just a proprietary mute button and it only works for Skype. <laughs> like, that executable has to be running in, to, in order to hook that process. It's not just a thing in line with your microphone audio. Yeah. <laughs> also so, muting to be offended in the chat. So what's your take on... Super, yeah, what's your take? What's your take on Super Princess Peach? So, I'd, I'd had a morbid curiosity for that game, probably ever since I saw it, like, in a Toys R Us right after it had come out. And I mm -hmm. believe I had recently purchased a DS, and 
didn't buy it because Nintendo games were fucking expensive back then and, and you still are unless you get them on the used market. And you really didn't like the idea of playing a game as a girl. Oh, hell no. I mean, no. This, this isn't a bald space marine. No, you're not. You're a boy. You're a boy. You can't be seen playing those kinds of things. Exactly. So, I had a, checking out reviews and YouTube videos and stuff, I'd kind of heard that the game is bad. Like, the, the typical arguments against are, oh, it's too easy. Of course, the game for girls has got to be easy. Oh, you just use the vibes and win button through everything. Oh, the central mechanic of the game is that women are overly emotional. <laughs> so basically how the game works is you um, you have a an umbrella friend named Perry, and he gives you abilities. Like, you can pick enemies up and throw them, kind of like Super Mario Bros. 2, a.k.a. Doki Doki Panic. Um, you, you also collect coins, so a little bit of a Wario <laughs> land thing in there, mm -hmm. um, because you need those to unlock items, and it, that gives you other parry abilities, such as, you know, a float and a charge shot, which is, um, not super useful for most of the game, except until <laughs> when you get to the second form, or the, or form right before the last form of the last boss. Yeah. <laughs> you don't bounce it a villain? lot. Yeah, so, but, yeah, the, the main gimmick of the game is the vibe. So you got four emotions that give you different abilities. Um, there's Joy, which makes you fly and does a cyclone, and it's probably often criticized for being the thing that, like, makes getting the, the platforming secrets in the game trivial. Mm -hmm. um, which I can appreciate, because a lot of the times I get lazy, and I'm just like, you know what, I'm tired of falling down this off the same ledge. And why a dozen are, times. I'm just enjoy my ass over it. And why are people bitching about that when the fucking cape makes makes ninety percent of Super Mario World <laughs> fucking trivial? That uh, game's you. That yeah. game's boring. Yeah, Thank and Super you. Mario World didn't have like the collectibles, which so in each level of Super Princess Peach, there's three toads to rescue. Um, there's also puzzle pieces for stupid bullshit minigames and music for a sound test thing, but basically the Toads is the thing that there's a counter for, and anytime you go into a room where you haven't picked up the secret yet, there's a little chime that plays, and there's like a little exclamation point that shows on your the portrait of Peach on the lower screen. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, in a game like Super Mario World, it's just like, nah, get to the exit. Mm. If you're not looking for hidden exits, then just, yeah, get the cape and fly over everything. Mm. But so, so the vibes usually they're they're meant for doing little puzzle things in the stages, and they're they're telegraphed very obviously. Like you use the the gloom, which is the one that makes her cry because her women cry bunch. Or uh, you use that one to uh, make plants grow and stuff. It also makes you run faster, which helps you get over certain disintegrating platforms that you couldn't be able to cross normally. Um, then there's the, oh yeah, the, uh, the rage, which makes peach be on fire and it sets certain things on fire and the calm, which just refills your health, which I abused a lot. Yeah. 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 And, and yes, the game is easy. Um, 
for a while, I didn't think it was possible to die in the game. <laughs> there aren't even pit deaths. The pit deaths just take some of your health away and put you back at the beginning of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, but there aren't lives. Uh, you know, if you die, it just puts you back on the world map. And that there's no time limit, which I can actually appreciate because some of the level layouts are kind of nonlinear. Like, there aren't hidden Ooh. exits, per se, to get you to a, a new level, but there are exits that take you to a room that you might not have seen going through the obvious route. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that therein where you hunt the puzzle pieces and the toads and all that stuff. So, that said, I, I can't say I can fault it for being easy because you kind of got to go into it realizing it's like this probably might be somebody's first Mario game. And any Mario game has the potential to be somebody's first Mario game. It's just, it didn't feel to me like it wore out its welcome with the secret bullshit. It just gets like progressively more and more obtuse or just puts you in a situation where it requires more precision from you than the game's controls actually allow. Yeah. And that's about the point where I got fed up with things like Super Mario 3D Land and new Super <laughs> Mario Brothers DS. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I so I I did um I did finish the main game earlier today. Uh, and so there are auto scrolling stages in this game, and they're the yes. slowest auto scrollers ever. Yeah, like, there's like there's like a ship in Super Mario Brothers three, the original, that's literally one pixel per frame, and I swear, <laughs> so, and I swear, some of the auto scrollers in this game somehow go slower. Yeah, so they're the most pointless auto scrollers just because of how slow they are. Until you get to Bowser's Villa, where they actually start moving at a pretty rapid clip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woo, and. I like auto scrollers. And that coupled with the fact that the last form where you fight the giant Bowser, I just had no idea what to do during that entire thing. I, I thought maybe it's like, okay, I see there's bombs coming down. I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to throw them at him somehow. Like maybe throw them in his mouth. You know, is he like wart? Um, nope, nothing's nothing's happening. Um, I've, I've died to this like three times. All right, go to YouTube. Oh, I have to throw them and have them explode like right as they're over his nose. Thanks, game. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, that was a little poopy. Um but the cool thing <laughs> is, uh after you beat the main game and go onto the new game plus, you get a new parry ability where you can run and swing parry uh the entire time. So you can just run through just like whacking the shit out of every enemy. It's it's funny to watch. And you kinda get the feeling that that would be like the more fun way to play it from the get go. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And yeah, speaking of parry, so like when you see a a part in a level where you're supposed to use a vibe to solve some puzzle, there are hint boxes throughout this game, like in Super <laughs> Mario World. And it's pretty much just parry just telling you what to do. It's like, oh hey, there's a cloud. I bet if you use the cyclone you can clear that cloud away. Yeah. Oh, it sure is cold here. Well, I bet water would freeze as soon as it hits the ground. They literally like, don't want you to think in this game at all. Like, I don't know. I've never played, um... What's that game that everybody hates? Um, Sunshine? 
Mm. Oh, yeah. So bad. I don't really know how annoying Flood is, it, but I mean, I think Perry kind of gives off the same vibe, but I mean, him not being voiced I mean, in any way, it's just, it, you don't have Happy. to hit the hint boxes, but I'm a dumbass. Like I whip every candle I see in Castlevania. So of course I'm going to hit the hit boxes. That's a bad thing to do in Castlevania unless you're hitting them with with the special item because that'll get you that'll get you your double and triple. Wait, what? You didn't know Did that? You hit... Yeah, if you <laughs> wait, hit wait, wait. break candles with your special item, that's how you get your double and triple. What? I mean, typically I get doubles and triples going through normally with the whip. I, I never knew there yeah, was. I mean, a I get them coming... that. I only get them from the walls. I never, almost never get them from the candles. Yeah, you can get them from candles just by... You just using... have to with them with the special... What? John's whole world has been changed. Like, it makes... it Like, when you know that, it makes Super Castlevania 4 a joke. Because you can just keep the fucking boomerangs forever and just oh spam the shit out of them. Oh, I'm having a fucking 2001 vision quest just like this is revelatory all right we're all gonna like stop the podcast right now and go play go castlevania, play castlevania. Test out this <laughs> i gotta this is this is this is so different this is so much yeah i think every 10 candles you break with a special item you will get a a, a double and then if you have a double you'll get a triple so it's possible to just like get triple cross at death and Cheese him the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, you want triple holy water. For you want triple holy original. water for devil. Yeah, yeah or for, did, for him. Yeah, just regular holy. It's okay. You don't need too much there. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, all you need to do for him is just like throw one, whip three, jump and whip three times, throw another, jump and whip three times, and you lock him down. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, yep. I have not beaten death legitimately in Castlevania One. <laughs> I don't think. I don't feel bad about it. I don't think you should. It's it's pretty bad. It's hard to it's, do. It's, it yeah. just seems real. Poopy. That's my that's my run ender. If I can't get past death, like after three attempts, I'm just like, all right, don't yeah. care. Going back to going to go play Batman now. Be better. Yeah, than that yeah, one. gonna play Batman. Gonna not get that uh, punch and jump pattern down for the Joker. Dude, that's so hard to do. The timing on that is fucking perfect. And like, I it, beat that motherfucker with one health left, and I'm like, all right, I did it. That's I'm, how it always go goes. My life. Like if you're playing on an LCD screen these days, getting that fucking jump, jump and punch oh, I'm, pattern. Oh, I'm not. I, you're I playing on a to play LCD screen uh, with NES games. Oh, I for bought real? an old CRT for Goodwill. Oh, nice. Nice. Like ten bucks. Oh yeah, you're doing it the right way, and it was still hard to do. Yeah, that that rhythm is hard to get on an LCD monitor. I know, and I can get it. I can get it fairly consistently on a CRT, but I just like on a LCD. Just nope, <laughs> it ain't happening. Uh, do any of you's mooks have experience with FrameMeister? Do those actually work? I don't have experience with one, though. I could probably talk to a few people in the speedrunning community that probably do, though. If yeah, you, to me, it was want. like CRT TV, or <laughs> like a $10 CRT TV versus like a $80 device that may or may not work. Yeah. And like, I just, the the difficulty with the CRT was getting it transported home in my car because it wouldn't fit <laughs> my front. So I had to, like, slide the seat back and, like, put my arm over it as I was driving. See, I just got my last CRT from a neighbor that was moving, so I just had to carry it across the yard. Mm. It's, like, a nice 19-inch, looks pretty good. So that's how I handle it. Cool. <clears throat> good stuff. Is that your Super Princess Peach adventure, Colin? Yeah, so I started at the New Game Plus just to see how fun it feels to like run and swing the umbrella and smack shit. And 
it lets you unlock some more levels, which I you know looks pretty fun. I'll probably fadoodle around with that until I get bored with it. Um, this this game is pretty mini game heavy, whereas most of them aren't required. There is a required touchscreen mini game before each boss battle. Some of those um, are annoying as fuck. Yeah, but luckily when you beat them once, it allows you to skip them. Yeah. And uh, there's... It feels... It seems to me like one of the mandates that Nintendo had for Toze, the developer of this game and also developer of Legendary Starfy, was mm -hmm. that they had to use as many DS gimmicks as possible. Yeah. Um, one of which means being blown into the microphone to make Toad jump. Blown into the microphone to shoot bubbles in the submarine. Um Oof. I think it's just looking for if the microphone registers sound. Like I can yell "fart" and it will shoot oh, yeah. a bubble. Yeah, that's how I do the the uh, the, the uh, microphone uh, mini game things in uh, Bowser's Inside Stories. I just like go ah. Like yeah, it's that. just like in the toad jump thing. It's really difficult to like get the timing down on it. Yeah, and I. I almost have a feeling, so I was playing it on a 2DS, and I have a feeling it would be slightly easier on a DS Lite because the mic placement on the 2DS oh, was awkward. It's yeah. kind of over to the side. Yeah, that's annoying. Mm. Yeah, so I I don't... it When you beat the game, it says, finish all the mini-games and get a prize. I don't think I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> you don't want it's your a, prize? I mean, what is it? Just another fucking JPEG of Peach? Probably. <laughs> Wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't do them all, but hey, man, that's like that's all. That's what games. That's what people want from games these days. Yo, I paid two dollars and fifty cents, and look at this cool JPEG I got. Nice. I'll post that's it on thing. Twitter. I'll post it on Twitter. Look, everybody. I look, everybody. I paid twenty-seven dollars. <laughs> I played for loot boxes, and look at this cool JPEG I got. I got the love live in a bear costume. <laughs> that one's super rare. Super super. Oh, that's really cute though. Now I'm looking for Love Live Girls in bear costumes. Oh my god. <laughs> Love Live Girls dressed as Monokuma. Get on it. Yes. I'd be excited to catch that. I'd be excited <laughs> to get that in a in a gamble box. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's actually a pretty good pull. It's a good thing the game didn't ask you to close the DS because you're playing on a 2DS. Dog oh yeah, Love Live AU. Yeah, like I, I only know of there's like, some games that you can't. I only know of cause... one game that makes you cl that that is like it's it's a hotel dusk and there's a puzzle you have to solve by closing the DS and reopening it. Oops. <laughs> so I you can't do that. Zelda... You can't do that on a 2DS. Jeez. Well, I could have switched the cartridge to the DS Lite, but I'd have to charge the DS Lite up first. <laughs> yeah, but there's some people who may not have a DS Lite. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know that that's. Really sucks. <laughs> Nintendo has gone through so many games. hardware iterations with their yeah. handhelds in the span of just the last ten when years. Did, when did the first DS come out? Two thousand five. Yeah, that sounds four right. Four or five. I think it was unveiled in four and probably came out in five. Because with Reggie retiring, people were sh posting his first appearance, and I think it was E3 2004, and he unveiled the DS or something. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That was that so the, I'm going to kick ass and take games and make names, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly, that's his catchphrase. <laughs> Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. His catchphrase is, okay, that's all the time I have. I need to get back to playing Animal Crossing New Leaf on my Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> my TV is an Apple. 
<laughs> Here's the TV shaped like an apple. Yep. <laughs> he's he's super good at Smash though. So he really is. Yeah. Yeah. No he, Johns. No Johns. That's he said. No Johns. That's the best one. It is. It really yeah. is. Should be the, that should be the new uh, podcast motto, honestly. No that should be the intro to this episode. Really should. I'll have to get that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll when when Sayara comes back from vacation, um, album art concept, like a John, but it's the Ghostbusters logo with the no sign. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too obscure? Is that a too obscure Soxcast album art? No, that's probably too mainstream for Sayara. Oh, yeah. He'd it's like a- go to start drawing it, and his hand would like burn, like he'd draw his style. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna hear this fucking episode and murder us. <laughs> but he won't for like a month. Yeah, he's, he's in, in Japan. Japan. He's in Japan. He didn't take us with him. Mm-hmm. It's fucking mean. He's think- hanging out with all the Harajuku girls. Yep. I think that if you do if you do art for a podcast and you go to Japan, then you should by law be legally obligated to take the people that you do the podcast art for with you. It's pretty specific law. I mean, it's a little specific, obviously, but I think like that's going to be one of my major platforms when I run for office. Cool. Office okay, why not ever? What <laughs> president? It'll be. I have an office. I could run for it. <laughs> I have a desk. I don't have an office. Mm. Unfortunately. So loud. <laughs> what else you been doing? Oh, are we doing everything all in one segment? <laughs> oh, no, we can, we can pass on that. If you want to pass the baton, feel free. I know, right. I know it's I'm... been a while since you did one of these. Yeah, but... Yeah, I don't... Um, I listen um, to the live thing when I can. Yeah, yeah. Cool. They're they're real boring, aren't they? I that's okay. My life is boring too. <laughs> I like to listen to I like to listen to things I can relate to. Yeah, like sitting there with my pants unzipped, eating a bag of Doritos. Looking at pictures of Love Live girls in bear costumes. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I feel like I'm being called out. <laughs> Alright, so on that note I'll pass it over to Rhett. Hi. Oh, wait, that's my John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No Johns, Rat. No Johns. And please, no Johns. <laughs> no John, only Rhett. I just, someone linked that to me with no context. So it was like a four-second clip of Reggie saying, please, no Johns. And I'd never heard the Smash lingo, so I was just like, oh. Yeah. It, so... <laughs> Right, so if I'm understanding this right, it's like a specific person who was in the Smash tournament scene who who's named John who would always make excuses for why he yeah. lost, and that kind of evolved into no Johns, meaning no excuses. <laughs> Can you imagine being that John, and then you see Reggie say that? That's that. Yeah, that guy. That guy probably got so many DMs. It's like, huh, Reggie said this thing about you. Huh. It's, like, it's, it's my favorite. I mean, that, it's my favorite Alice in Chains song, No Johns. <laughs> ha. Somebody will get I mean, that. just think about how old Smash Brothers on GameCube is. Like, that's when it started. Yeah, that's... So, like, it... Reggie doing it was, like, ten years after it had yeah, already been a thing. It's... Yeah. That John's probably dead by now. Oh Ouch. Ouch. That's how time works. <clears throat> Anyways, I guess continuing the Nintendo thread, uh, they had a Direct last week. Or was it last week or maybe two weeks ago? Uh, I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, it might have been. And they opened with Super Fucking Mario Maker 2. That... Yeah, 
They got slopes now. They got <clears throat> dude. They actually have so much shit in it. It's hilarious that they spent like half the trailer on slopes. Yeah. Because <laughs> then the back half of the trailer, it's also like, also there's a ton of new stuff in here. And, and most new... importantly, it's not a on new... the Wii U. It's not a Wii U game. Uh, so one yeah. thing I forgot to talk about with Super Princess Peach, the, uh-huh. the slopes reminded me. So, like, it, the animation's really good in this. I I would say it rivals way forward in some of its sprite art. Yeah, it's very charming. Nice. Like, when, when Peach is falling, like, she, like, is trying to hold her dress down with one hand, and uh, when she slides down a slope, she always slides butt first. It's yeah. Funny. <laughs> it's real great. Huh. The game's got a lot of really cute animation. I like when you rescue Luigi, and she does the thing where she, like, when she rescues a toad uh, after a boss fight, she, like, spins the toad around. Mm-hmm. And when she rescues Luigi, she just, like, throws him away. Yep. <laughs> that game has no respect for Luigi. Not, not a lot of Nintendo games do. <laughs> Even the year of Luigi was fraught with a lot of Luigi abuse. That's why he gives everybody the death stare now. Yep. Uh, so they announced Super Mario Maker 2, and I was like, oh, game of the year. And then the next morning, Hollow Knight 2 was announced. Yep. So game, <laughs> game of the fucking year, That's, if it comes out this year. I don't think it's going to be out this year, but yeah, it's like... It, it was the, That trailer shows a lot. It though. really like, they've does. They've been busy. They have been real busy on this game, and I don't know how, given like all the stuff, that the, all the changes and shit they made to Hollow Knight over the last year and a half. I don't understand, because Hollow Knight came out like almost two years to the day from that trailer. Yeah. So they've done like the four updates to Hollow Knight, which admittedly weren't very good, but they were still new stuff. And like, but the last one they did when they ported it to ported it to Switch was they they went back and added a shit ton of new art assets to the game. Yeah, they like redid a lot of the overhaul, the art. Yeah, and the the, the Godmaster DLC was fairly expansive. Like yeah. it had a bunch of new bosses and stuff. Yeah. So for them to have been doing all that and you know busy with you know porting the game to. I think it's on everything now. Yeah. Maybe not it. I think it's on Xbox. It's definitely on PS4. So for them to be do busy doing all that and then be like, oh, by the way, we have a new game. The thing and is, like, like, the Hornet stuff. Game. The Hornet stuff started as going to be the last DLC for Hollow Knight. Mm-hmm. So this kind yeah. of just ballooned into its own thing. Which totally makes sense given, like, the development of the original game, which was like, yeah, we're going to make this game and has four areas. Yeah. And, like, they've posted some of the early maps that are, like, underground, mushroom area, city, and, like, a fourth lava one. And it's, like, three of those made it into the game. One of them didn't. And, like, 50 others got added along the way. Like, it reminds me of a game I make where, you know... It just keeps scope, getting scope, bigger the more scope you go. goes crazy. Yeah. So um, I totally get that the scope for, the ho- for Hornet went out of control, probably because... Hollow Knight was such a success, they were like, hey, we can get away with this now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, if there's a developer I'm totally cool with oh, spinning yeah. out a DLC that is going to be, that was originally going to be a DLC into a full game, which is the same way with, with uh, uh, Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami 2 was going to be DLC oh, really? as well, and then they oh, just really? spun it out. Yeah. I thought I thought you were going to say Shovel Knight, because those I, I kind of are so considered well. <laughs> separate games no. now. Shovel Knight's still going. There's still one coming out in a couple months. I haven't even. I've barely played um, the Specter Knight uh, campaign on that. It's, it's. Did you at least get to play the Plague Knight one? That one's. Oh yeah, really I, yeah. Good. I finished Plague Knight, Plague of Shadows. Okay, it's so good. I, at first, I was like, oh, "This sucks. <laughs> Move stupid. The stupid bombs are hard. Blah blah blah." I eventually got the feel for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That one's really good. I 
kind of bounced off Spectre Knight. I did beat it, but I wasn't feeling it nearly as much as the first two. Right. They actually just announced that the last one is delayed. I didn't even know that the Battletoads update made it into the PC version until I saw they were Carmichael. Super- really? I saw, it's not exclusive anymore? No, I saw Carmichael post about it on... Uh, yeah. He posted a picture of it on Steam, and I was like, what? That's that's in the version we have already? I didn't. I thought that was Xbox One exclusive. I think they, they were just super quiet about putting it in. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like is, it. Is Shantae in Shovel Knight yet? <laughs> she should be at this point. Shovel Knight and Shantae. Well, Shantae is in Master Blaster Zero, and Shovel Knight's in every game, so... Yeah. <laughs> Dungeon Master Zero. Master Master Zero. I keep getting... Whenever anybody talks about Hollow Knight, I think they're talking about Shovel Knight, so... Mm. I've, I've not played Hollow You're Knight. You're just confusing one good game with another good game. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna look down I on I thought you were that. gonna say one of them's bad. No, no. I like both of those <laughs> games quite a bit. Oh, but Hollow Knight's real good. It was your... Wasn't that your game of the year? Nope. Oh, no. no, Trails was. It was number two. It was number two. That's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. Yeah. Like, I fucking good. love Hollow Knight, okay? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, so a, anyways, I was like going way back, you know, Nintendo Direct. Hey, Mario Maker. Hey, New Zelda. And a whole bunch of other stuff. And then they were like, hey, Battle Royale Tetris. Oh, my <laughs> God. And out, it's out of now. fucking nowhere. And it's nowhere. free. I I don't want to call it free because you have to be subscribed to their dumb online service, which until this point was not a good deal. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it totally is now because of this dumb game. The one game, like, man, that is a game where I can look at it and admire it and say that is something I would never be able to do. <laughs> it's So Tetris 99 is 99 Tetris players playing at once, dumping shit on each other all at the same time. <laughs> It's fucking wild. And it's really neat how they have kind of genre and applied it to Tetris. Right, right. Because the thing about those games is usually, you know, the shoot in the shooters, you start you all land on an island and then the circle kind of forces you all closer together as you go. So the main thing there is that like the opening of the games are usually t- typically kind of slow because you're just picking up items and, you know, gearing up lightly. So for a while I was like, yeah, the first couple minutes of each Tetris 99 match are kind of boring because you're not really doing a whole lot. You're just kind of waiting for other players to get knocked out. Yeah, you're getting your Tetris routes established. Yeah. So what they do is they have certain options you can select to target other players. So you can e- you can actually manually target other people. It's like... <laughs> The fact that you can see all other 98 screens actually does have a gameplay function because being able to see everybody's screen is actually kind of useful if you can mentally process all that information. Yeah, good luck! Yeah, so you can actually move a little cursor to determine who you're selecting, and then there's four options that'll kind of auto-target for you. And one of them is, like, go after people that are in the red, like, already about to be knocked out. (laughs) Which is... Which is pretty evil. Yeah? So when you KO somebody by being the person that pushes them off the top with your junk stack, you get a medal. And over time, medals will increase the amount of junk you send to other players. Like, if you kill... If you knock out two people, you get two medals, and (laughs) two medals gives you 25% more junk. And it eventually goes up to, like, if you get 30 KOs, 
you get a hundred percent more junk. Oh sent. my god, that's so, so evil. I, so I mean, I can really... I can get why it would do that to like yeah. that's delicious keep things moving, but at the same time, that just seems so. Here's why I think this is genius because so one of the options is to go after people who are close to dying already, mm-hmm. called KOs. The next option is to go after people with lots of medals or badges, oh. whatever it's called. So you, so in the mid game, you can specifically target these people that have a lot of badges to try and knock them out. And when you knock somebody like that out, you get their badges. <laughs> oh, that's fucking evil! So like, I guess the winner of each game will probably end up with ninety nine badges because if. Actually, maybe not if somebody dies to, like, you know, the natural order of things. But, like, when I, I have won one game and when I KO'd the last person, like, 30 fucking badges flew out into them and in, from them in, into me. Oh, my God. It's just like, ding, 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 ding. Like, you hit the fucking jackpot on a casino. Uh, one of the options is, you know, random. That's the default. So it just targets a random person. That's what everybody starts on to kind of minimize targeting directly. Mm-hmm. But the fourth option, which is the most interesting, is just automatically target people that are targeting you. Ooh. And this one is special because this one allows you to target more than one person at once. Where all all the others are just, you know, goes after whoever has the most badges or whoever is closest to dying. It's always one at a time. Mm -hmm. If you do this counter one, though, to go after people who are attacking you, not only are you then sending your junk to multiple people at once... I think there's also a multiplier applied. Oh my god. So smartest fucking Tetris in the world. So like, there's all this Tetris stuff that you have to be good at, but then there's also this whole level of like metagaming and thinking about who you're targeting and like, that's kind of tricky to pick up at first because the game has like literally no tutorials. It doesn't explain this at all. Yeah. this This is the new fucking Tetris phenomenon right here. Yeah. Yeah, so when like the hardcore people who like speedrun terror or terror instinct at gdq like start <laughs> yeah. getting a hold of this and posting oh, no, videos I've... of it it's just oh. gonna be like un- indecipherable to the us normal plebs watching oh. those people play is interesting because they can get their shit kicked in just as much oh there's this one guy who's been streaming on twitch since like the first day and i think he has like a 90 percent win rate oh <laughs> my god like like these grandmasters are nuts in this game and that, that's what i kind of feared right off the get start is that like oh cool time to get destroyed by people that have been playing tetris for like 30 years <laughs> so occasionally you see somebody who's just like yeah there's literally no way i could ever comprehend being as fast as they are at tetris mm-hmm. so what's evil though is like say you and some other people are going after people with the most badges mm-hmm. then they can counterattack, and you're still screwed because then they're targeting all of you at once yeah so i i have found at times like trying to be aggressive and do either KOs or badges as my target will end up getting way more shit pushed at you because <laughs> because they're getting a multiplier applied by attacking multiple people at once. So it's like kind of like a battle royale game where for me it feels the safest play is to just lay back and not aggressively go after anybody. Yeah. Just just play your Tetris game and eventually just, slide just, into the top twenty. Just yeah. just camp and snipe. You, so it's, like like Fortnite or Player Unknown. Hide in the yeah. bathtub, wait for people to come into the room, shoot them. Yeah. So you can get towards the top by doing that, but then if you're going against somebody who's really good and they have, you know, the hundred percent multiplier on their 
junk that they send, like then you're done. And yeah. it does. I've got a hundred percent multiplier on my junk. Oh! Boom! <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's no way to talk about this where it's like, okay, I'm either saying junk or like shit. You know <laughs> what you're sending over. Just a, just a rain of shit. Just like yeah. just drop it down right on their face. Yeah. So like yeah, a lot of the end game is just like keeping your stack as absolutely low as possible because you know when the stuff comes at you, it'll always have that one gap. So if you can get a you know the eye block in there mm-hmm. and just send a Tetris back, like it gets so hectic so quickly though. But yeah, I got obsessed with this game for like a week and then I kind of stopped thinking about it. But it's a real good time. It's like amazing how well it works. Yeah. Like it, it, so, can you unlock dance emotes for the Tetris pieces? If only, no. right? Yeah, there's like it's, it's pretty extre- bare bones, honestly. It's extremely bare bones. Like there is a leveling system, which is just like not even a rank of how good you are. It's just how much have you played? Because like you will see people who are like level four winning games because oh, they're good at Tetris. Like it's such an equalizer, basically. Or maybe the end opposite of an equalizer, it's where like those, people are. It's one of those people are just like I would love to see my mom and dad play this. Like I would have loved to have seen them play oh. this because it would have been nuts. They yeah, were super seen, good at Tetris. I've seen people saying like it's amazing seeing Twitch streamers getting bodied by people with like names like like Mom Jane ninety two or something. <laughs> I love my kids seventy seven. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> But yeah, I've seen some videos of Grandmasters like going at it where it's just like they're sending like full screens worth of Tetrises at each other, like literally back and forth. Like starting to look like competitive Puyo Puyo with yeah. how fast they're going. Yeah. Where... And I guess people are saying like there kind of already was a Tetris scene on Switch because of that port of Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yeah. Which which apparently did pretty well because hey, Nintendo handhelds in Tetris. Imagine that. Imagine that being a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. So Sega was smart to port that one over. Yeah. But now they have this free competitor. This basically shut that entire scene down. (laughs) As far as the like online, Nintendo shutting Sega down. Get out of here. (laughs) I've heard rumors of them adding new modes to this, like an offline like versus CPU battle, but I don't know if that's actually true because. That's kind of defeats the point yeah. of having online mode in the game that you have to be paying for the online to play. Yeah, I, th- I think that this is a game that has to stick to what it's doing and find new ways. And there are like a ton of yeah. ways that Tetris has evolved over the years. Like with like, like there's that one Tetris Battle Gaiden on SNES, which is yeah. completely bonkers that they could pull. From. Like there's <laughs> just thirty fucking years worth of Tetris Ugh. they could pull from to add to this to make it crazier. I don't even know if it needs that now, because, like, for what it is, like, this free, essentially free thing that mm. they just dropped out of nowhere, yeah. like, it's incredibly good for what it is. Yeah, it, it's not, incredible. Yeah. I'm just not sure about the staying power, because, hey, some people are just, they're too good at Tetris to where, like, no matter what you do, you just, unless, like, ten people gang up at them right at the very a critical moment or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, games like Overwatch, and I'm sure others, but Overwatch is the only one I've, yeah. online multiplayer game I've played in past number of years. Like, they do a, you know, matching system where they try to match people at yeah. comparable, yeah. like, levels of experience, even though, like, people totally make Smurf accounts and cheat that mm-hmm. shit. Um, mm-hmm. 
is there anything yeah there's not right now they probably (laughs) should add something like that yeah that's what's amazing about this at the start it's just like everybody is just on equal footing to start it's like Mm -hmm. oh you could be matched against the grandmaster or some you know grandmother who has been playing tetris on game boy for 30 years that's max of communism But yeah, there probably should be like a ranked mode to kind of filter out some of the really good people into that. To like, because they probably get bored if you're winning ninety percent of your games because you're just well, so much good at them. I mean, it's in that regard, it's not that far off from arcade play Street Fighter. Not that arcades exist anymore, but you know, there's somebody like yeah. hogging the machine who's like too damn good. And yeah, yeah. Nobody can fucking. <laughs> Kick him off. <laughs> just, just put me, put me in a Mortal Kombat two machine with one quarter. I'll show you how it's done. Yeah, but then those people want to have tournaments and you know see who's really the best. Like, yeah, I would be fascinated to see what like a hundred of the best players in the world at once looked like on this thing. That would just like be knowing all the systems and just targeting each other and just going nuts. Because this game gets it gets really fast at the end, but it doesn't go full on like instant drop mode. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Which Tetris uh, Tetris effect actually does by the end mm-hmm. on some <laughs> of the marathon modes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it, I wonder if it, there's a thing in there. It's like, hey, if the match lasts like ten minutes, just go that fast. Yeah, because it definitely speeds up the more people get knocked out. Yeah, I think this the speed up seems to actually go by time. Really? Because it just always kind of looked like it was happening by KO to me. It definitely feels that way because most games do have kind of the same relative pace. Mm. But I have had matches where it's like, oh, we're down to the top 15. It's still going pretty slow. Weird. Or like, oh, it's... Yeah, I had one match. Ugh. I, like, screwed up my targeting. I was in the top three, and the other two were going at it, and I didn't have anybody targeted. Oh, no. So I just hung out for, like, two minutes, like, just trying to survive with it going super fast. And then I was like, real. And I realized like way after I died, like, oh, I should have at least been trying to knock one of them out. And then, you know. Yeah, that would have at least got you second, perhaps. Well, I did eventually get second because eventually one of them knocked each oh, the other guy out. But, but then when he came for me, I, I was I done. Yeah. So it's like, oh, if I had been also going after that guy who ended up winning. Mm. Basically, I did the battle royale thing of laying back and just letting them fight it out to get second but i couldn't get first that way because mm. once he came for me it's like oh oh there's half my screen gone okay i'm done bye <laughs> so that that game is really neat i can't believe they did battle royale tetris i i posed i'm it's like so i funny. thought it was a joke at first and i'm like oh i'll check <laughs> it out it's like oh oh this is really fun what the hell so when's battle royale zork there you go That'd be good <laughs> Sega's working on Battle Royale, Tetris, or Puyo Puyo right now. Yeah, oh, I would not doubt grues, it. Um, you maneuver people around the world by having the Grooves attack instead of the firebombing. What? <laughs> okay, John. <laughs> I, was still... I, I don't know. That was, a, you found a that was a string of words that came out of John Thayer's mouth. In all right, you know what? Let's do it. In PUBG, there's the when you're outside the uh-huh. circle, there's a bunch of fire bombs from the sky, right? Okay. So, in, if you so were I doing battle royale, PUBG, Zork, so that's why I whiffed on the fire bomb thing. Okay. So then, in, if you did battle royale, Zork, instead of that, you could have people be like, "Oh, there's grooves in this area now. You have to get out. It's dark. 
Maybe it just gets dark in the areas you're not allowed to be in anymore, and you have to leave before the or, ghouls get or you. Or it's it's the beginning of Zork, and you open the mailbox, and inside it is an invitation to smash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't happen for John. It wouldn't happen for John. John would never Aww. get that invite. No Johns. Oh. Oh my god, I'm just oh imagine god. like a trailer. I'm like, it's just a DOS prompt. <laughs> a DOS prompt joining, joining Smash. That would be great. Calls yeah. out Afghan cap for Smash. That's, yeah, that's the best. Yeah, yeah I, want, I want C colon slash uh, <laughs> greater than blinking cursor <laughs> to be the next Smash character. <laughs> I don't know where to go from that. Polly, what you been up to? What I've been up to? I uh, finished uh, Claire's Route in Resident Evil 2 Remake. Ooh, it was nice. really good. Uh, it's where, you know, when, you're, when you do the B playthrough, you get the true and true final boss in the game. That's when the yeah. game's just like, yo, I'm going crazy with bosses now. I mean, her whole ending is already nuts on the A route, so yeah, having one more at the end it sounds real good. It's so good. It's so satisfying. Like, it's just like, I got to that point, and I was kind of like you, where it was just like, yo, I, I think I got enough grenades to stock an entire <laughs> fucking army. I want anything and everything to come at me. And then, like, there's a point where you have to pick up a minigun, and uh, I missed that prompt. What? I did not see that prompt. Oh, my God. I ran by it, so I'm running, I'm kiting this boss around for seven minutes. Oh. I so go back. I go back in the fucking room, thinking, "Why isn't this thing dead yet?" It's like there's a fucking minigun there, and then oh, oh okay, God. it was it was way too late for me to rebound. That's why I wish that the fucking uh, prompts in that game would appear a little sooner, because you've yeah. got you've really got to be humping an item for the prompt to appear. So like, I just completely like when I went over like when you throw me in the middle of a timed sequence, right? They give you oh, that, yeah, that. They give you the item that you got to go slam to get the fucking tram working. So I went, grabbed that, and went, and then I ran back. That's because that's what I did with Leon. Wait, and, so does it say "Come on and slam and welcome to the tram"? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it does. It pops up on the screen. There's big uh, fanfare and everything. It was real, real weird for a horror game to do that, but <laughs> it kind of it felt right in the moment, you know. Well, well, not weird for a Suda Fifty One game. No, no, no. You could definitely see that in like. Souls of the Damned, or whatever that game was. Shadows of the Shadows Damned. of the Damned. That game's real good. That that game says, taste my big boner. It does. Repeatedly. It does. Yeah, you could just keep doing it. Just keep pressing the big boner button. You can just keep making people taste your big boner. So yeah, man, Resident Evil 2. I mean, we, are, we already said a whole shitload yeah. about it last time. I'm not going to go on and on and on and on about it. But yeah, yeah we're... I think we're done talking about Resident Evil for a while. Probably. Probably. Probably nothing else to say about it. But yeah, that game's real good. If you if you got a lot of love for that original game, I think that even with some of the things that they've streamlined or taken out, it's still pretty good. I don't really like the extra content, the extra survivors and stuff. Mm, doesn't, yeah. doesn't really do anything for me. Because they're just like little 10-minute scenarios. and The like, ones they added are even shorter than the hunk one. Yeah. So I was just I thought I thought those were fun just to like fuck around with having ammo for a bit. Yeah. Like, oh, like the zombie destruction sequences. And you can like 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 getting infinite ammo on the Tommy gun and four. Yeah. 
and you can unlock a lot of really dumb model oh my god model changes so uh that, and, and like so that stuff's cool and i appreciate the effort and it's free content anyway so i'm not gonna yeah. i'm not gonna complain at all it's just like when i play that game i kind of want an immersive you yeah. know experience and like 10 minutes of just like running through and yeah, this little scenario that really yeah. has no story or anything. This isn't going to cut it, so... It's not for me. Like, I probably won't be looking at any more of that content, so I'm probably... I unfo- appreciated that yeah. those have a super easy mode, so I can just run through and still shoot everything and be fine. Yeah, yeah they got a training on, mode added to those. Yeah, the default is like, you have three bullets and 300 zombies. Good luck. Have fun! <laughs> I was. I almost said I haven't played a Resident's evil game since four but then i forgot that polly loaned me the resident evil revelations on the 3ds which i did play through to completion and oh, i was like you forgot yeah that i forgot pretty good. that game's pretty good i think like, revelations gets a lot of shit but i think it's actually pretty good i think it's like it, i, mean, I, I, think I it's... finished it so that tells you something because yeah. usually if i don't like a game i'm just like fuck this yeah like it's it's it, i think that it kind of straddles that Resident Evil 4 slash survival horror because you, you you don't get the kind of ammo that you get in Resident Evil 4 but it's still just as action packed but they've balanced it in such a way that it still feels really good so yeah I like Revelations a lot I probably need yeah. to play Revelations 2 sometime as well uh, and you actually right? was I, the I, first I also want to give a quick shout out to both Taylor and Tingu Gemini for the subs y'all are great Thank you very much. And Zach is listening to it, the Muscast, while eating a moon pie. While eating a moon pie. That is the <laughs> On only brand. way. That is the only way to truly enjoy this podcast, I think. But I can't eat moon pies. Oh, tough shit. Oh. I mean, it, <laughs> exactly. literally, it would literally be I'm, a I'm tough sure shit. I'm sure there's a gluten-free recipe somewhere online. Yeah. Like, so, um, so, so, so with, Resident, for... with Resident Evil 2... Just so you all know, we really approve... My, my people... My, um... Folks with my condition really appreciate it when you when people say like, "Oh, I'm sure there's a recipe for it. It's probably fine." <laughs> and oh, that's just yeah. Our, that's just our favorite thing. Yeah. I mean, I figured that's kind you of you can get some gluten free pizza. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Make it yourself, asshole. <laughs> it's fine. You should just eat dirt. <laughs> sure, why not? Just scoop it up. Man, no what gluten. is up with like fucking vegetarians and gluten free people being all? Oh god, I don't eat it. It might make my butt sore. God, whatever. What? <laughs> eat normal food. Like, I don't eat normal I, food I like what, normal I'm not people. Vegetarian, and I don't have a gluten allergy, and I still have butt problems. There you go. There you go. So. Butt problems are universal. You're not all. You ain't the only one. Got butt problems. I had some killer diarrhea three weeks ago. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you about it. Three weeks? God, if I went three weeks without diarrhea. Yeah, more like three hours ago. What the hell? It's like the dream, huh? Uh, gluten-free pasta. Gluten-free pasta tastes the same as regular pasta. Keep telling. Keep telling yourself that. Yeah, it's just as good. Yep. Keep telling yourself that. I saw something with a label that said gluten-free, and I was just like, "Why is this a thing?" I think it was toothpaste. Oh, weird. That's <laughs> that like... is weird. I've never heard of gluten in toothpaste. Yeah, and I'm not sure. A second. And I was like, oh, never mind. Texture, texture, texture. It's the same. It tastes fine. Taylor. Oh, look at me. I'm, I I like it. I it's like, like Italian it's like, food. It's like when I eventually get Rhett to visit, I'm going to have to buy nothing but fucking ve- vegetable food. <laughs> it's like, what? How, just, how do I do that? Cereal. Do I, just, cereal. do I just go to the store and say, give me, give me all your pussy food? 
for people who can't eat real food. <laughs> people who are it's gluten. not that I can't eat it; it's that I won't. <laughs> if gluten uh, is so great, why is there no glue yeah, eleven? Uh, Ballas, thank you for the sub <laughs> as well. <laughs> Y'all are great. I appreciate you uh, subbing. I've never yeah. heard glue eleven. That's glue eleven. <laughs> yeah, that that was that band. They made down and all mixed up. They made a really. They made a bunch of shitty songs, and I went to their concert and had to pretend to like them because I was with someone awful. I, I I have not seen three eleven in concert. I have seen finger eleven. Sorry, finger eleven is really good. Yeah. Blink like... eight. It's blink one eight two, not blink eleven. I don't know why I was no, thinking no, that. No, no. <laughs> no three eleven are. Oh my just, god. Yeah, three eleven. They're like you know, they're like super positive, chill. They're great. They're good people. I like their music. Okay. Finger eleven's good too. Their vocalist is crazy good. Super underrated. I don't like Blink One Eighty Two, but I don't like Blink One Eighty Two either. Okay, just I don't. I like they, Blink One Eighty Two. Not really. I was just saying that to be contrary. I mean, uh, I, they have some decent songs, man. That's fine. It sounds like bad Sonic. It sounds like Sonic music. <laughs> just fine. I like Sonic music sometimes, but I I think you're insulting Sonic music. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm insulting Sonic. Well, what music. Sonic music are we talking about? Are we talking about Genesis? Or are we talking about? I think I'm absolutely talking about Adventure Two Plus. Yeah, yeah, like Adventure Two Heroes and Beyond. Yeah, that sounds I mean, like Blink. That's what Blink One Eighty Two sounds like to me. Yeah, only look like more whining about teenage angst issues when you're a forty year old man. I, I will say that no <laughs> doubt's hella good. Sounds like Oil Ocean from Sonic Two. <laughs> Kind of does now that I think about it. I want to take this conversation just posting on YouTube with the title Soxcast Talks About Resident Evil. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have gone just a little. It all comes back to Sonic. Exactly. It all comes back to Sonic. God damn it. Uh, yeah, so there's a massive hole in. <laughs> Why did that make me laugh? <laughs> Are we talking about ease now? Oh my god. <laughs> I bought Sonic Unleashed last week. I don't even know why. What are we doing? <laughs> so there's a massive hole in my GameCube library. Um, <laughs> when I... Um, <laughs> and I don't know why this exists because um, like, I, I don't have the original... Resident Evil 1 remake that they did back in 2002. For some oh, reason... Resident Evil 0? No, it's Resident yeah. Evil. See, I don't understand this series. Like, I Nobody thought those, does. I thought 0 was a remake of 1. No, no zero, 0 is just a prequel. 0 is a prequel to the entire series. But it's built on the Resident Evil remake engine. Oh, like Twin Snakes was built on the Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. 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 So yeah, uh, like for some reason, like that is not existent in my library, and I felt really like why? Is, how did I miss that? I loved Resident Evil one through three. I love Code Veronica. I love four. Why didn't I ever go back and pick up that fucking remake? Even though it was like right there when I bought my fucking GameCube back in the day. And I like it's what like the reason Rhett bought a GameCube. Yeah. It's like and Rhett, I know Rhett talked about this game when we were talking back then too. So it's just like how did this game completely elude me? Oh, God, we've known each other too long. Far too long. Far too long. Um so they they re-released it um uh, in an HD format um on basically everything you can 
get the remake everywhere now. Um, it's just it's just Resident Evil remastered or something like that. Um, and I started playing that on PC, and I bounced off it real quick. Oh yeah, <laughs> just like Resident Evil Two at first. Just like Resident Evil Two at first, really. <laughs> yep. Okay, see, I thought these Steam remakes were new things. No, or these PC remakes that are on no. Steam. No, these came out on the 360 and PS3 first, and then they kind of got bumped up to PC. Even though Code Veronica, some is still the only one that didn't make it, though, which is weird. Because well, that it's not a, it's a different type of game because it's 3D. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like they still gave it the same treatment on the PS3 and the 360. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, like that. They they just. I think maybe people played that and they were like, oh. Oh, maybe this one doesn't hold up. I don't know. I know why Code Veronica didn't make it. Taylor says I know why Code Veronica didn't make it, but I really don't. So, you're, you're kind of wrong. Claire's booty shorts are too obscene. I don't know. <laughs> I've heard lots of folks be... I think, I think Code, Ver- Code Veronica. I, I don't know anything about it. I think Code Veronica is good. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. Um, anyway, anyways. Anyway, so... I started started playing this remake, uh, and what they have done is, since it's an HD remake, this is a game that was originally presented in 4x3. Uh, And even for its time, it looked fucking incredible, just as is. Like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, this game's, like, visual presentation is stunning. It still uses that, you know, that that, that pre-rendered background idea. It's just the pictures look way better and they're using a lot of uh, lighting on them and particle effects and stuff. So, like, this game looks gorgeous, no matter what. Um, The HD remasters default to a 16x9 format. And this changes the gameplay in a few ways that are not very good if you have visual issues and i'm willing to admit that this is an this is an issue that could just be related to me but so what they do is they expand the left and right side of the screen so that you can see what's there but then they've zoomed the picture in to actually fit the 16 by 9 format so you lose about 10 to 15% of the top and bottom part of the screen. Uh-oh. And, yeah. to, and to compensate for this, they've added sort of like a lazy, uh, and not lazy as in terms of lazily implemented, but lazy in terms of how it follows your character. They added a lazy scrolling effect so that where when, when you move up the screen, like it'll kind of lag behind your character a little bit and scroll the screen up or down depending on your character where they're at. And in 16x9 mode, I also confirmed that they changed the triggers for where the camera changes happen. They happen, Uh-oh. they happen, they happen way sooner. Like they happen, like it's pixels, but it is enough to matter when you've already cut off enough of the screen. Hmm. Yeah. So anybody who's watched a movie on cable that's in pan and scan will yeah. like just infin- instantly barf. One that comes to my mind is Ghostbusters that they would rerun on Comedy Central all the yeah. time. It's like, this character's talking now. Whoop, like, awkwardly Whoa. pan over to him. Yeah, and the thing is, with Resident Evil, it's the kind of game where enemies are often off the screen or they're not being fully presented at the camera angle you're currently at. But if you move, like, oh, they'll be a little ways away from you. But since these new trigger points are active and the screens change quicker and, like, you don't see as much 
in front or behind you, just kind of relative to the camera here, not really directly mm -hmm. in front and behind. Like, I just had a devil of a time trying to play this game and, like, get around enemies because I couldn't see them because, like, none of the camera angles felt like they were working because it felt too claustrophobic and shoved up the character's ass. Mm -hmm. So then I switched it to 4x3 and also ordered a Wii version of the game in haste. But hey, that makes up... That, that, that adds that to my library. It's no longer a hole in my library. Um, you filled that gaping hole. I filled that gaping hole. <laughs> 12 bucks. Um, yes. So, so, so then I played through it on 4x3 mode, and that is a fan-fucking-tastic remake, and I love it to bits. It's, it may be one of my favorite survival horror games ever, just uh, cool. based on cool. how good it is. Um, cool. Man, like, it's just they, they, they took everything that was really weird and outdated about that first game that just did not function well or was just really kind of like yo we could tell that this was a dry run the first time uh and they took that and just blew it out in the best ways imaginable and like took away some of the crappier puzzles uh and replaced <laughs> them with good puzzles that are fun and easy to do i, I don't nope. remember i don't remember if you had to walk through an entire area holding a vial of nitroglycerin to not die and you know <laughs> i i didn't know you were playing castlevania 64 no, oh my god Ugh. yeah they, they they like yeah i don't know if that was in the original or not but that was a fun little moment of like go through get the vial and then oh i never cleared out the enemies Oh no, I can't I can't run with this vial of nitroglycerin and if an enemy touches me, it seems I have a 20% chance of blowing up. <laughs> if I fire a gun, I think I have a 20% chance of blowing up. <laughs> so I had to go redo that section, clear out the enemies first, then come back and do it, but yeah, like, excellent. Man, that, that that is such a good remake. It's so good. I'm glad you came back to it after bouncing off real hard at the well, start. Well, it's just... Yeah, like, you had legitimate issues. And, like, you didn't mention yeah. how they changed the controls as well to be oh, more, like, yeah, positional you can, instead uh, of same controls. You can use either one. Uh, they Which let the, you actually choose. And it's just, like, there. there's, like, a new directional... Like, it's normally tank controls where up just always moves you in the direction your character is facing and left mm -hmm. and right steers. Mm -hmm. Which but, makes sense, given how the camera angles work. Yes, Because yeah. when the camera angle shifts, you want the character to be walking in the same direction. Yeah, and in 16 by 9 mode, that presents a problem when the camera shifts are happening faster than normal. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, everything feels way more constricted. Like, if, your camera, if you're not in any camera angle for that long, like, mm. you can see why this game kind of drove me nuts at first. Yeah. Um, but when I switched to 4x3 and I was getting the full picture of all the backgrounds and I could see the enemy's yeah. actual positions, oh, I'm not dealing with dumbass pan and scan anymore. This feels good. I played through the last area through uh, in 16x9 because there's just not like, there's not a lot of enemies there and it looks really good. So it's just like, okay, we'll go back to 16x9. But I think in the mansion you really... Like, if you're having issues with that game, play it in 4x3. Cool. I, I think that it kind of just looks better anyway. Mm -hmm. Man, that game yeah, the whole lagging camera thing just sounds hard. like it would be real distracting. Yeah. yeah, it kept fucking me up, like, on just the simplest of corridors where you'd have to, like, run and make, like, one turn to go around a couple, like, you know, like, a, a hall, a piece of hallway that's jutting out to go around it, but it would, like, switch halfway, and suddenly mm -hmm. you'd start running back the other way. 
It's like, what the fuck, video game? You're literally <laughs> making me ill. <laughs> My general point being, it's like, this game is amazing, and everything they did for the HD release sounds bad. Yeah, I... Like, you, d- you talked about the new controls and how being like more positional, like... Instead of backing away from an, an enemy, yeah, you you'll can. turn your and face your back to them, yeah. and then they'll do double damage on you. Like, yeah. That's bad. Yeah, that's real <laughs> that's bad. That's a bad decision. Yeah, you can't, like, you can't, yeah, you can't backstep in any way if you use the new oh, alternate control that's scheme. That's kind of a big thing in those games. Yeah, like, the whole point of those older Resident Evils is back up, take a few shots, back up, take a few shots. Uh, and you can't do that in the new control scheme at all. You turn your That's... back on an enemy, they lunge at you, and they do double damage, and you're instantly fucking at caution. Oof. It's rough. <laughs> but it's a good game. Play it in 4 by 3 I though. like Resident Evil. I need to play 4 again for the first time since I was a kid. 4 is so good. I'm definitely... Yeah. I, I definitely... Uh, I definitely want to replay John that. John kills me when he throws in that when I was a kid. I know. And I played the Wii version, so it was like oh. weird. It was really easy. Like super baby oh. mode. Like I, super dumb I, baby I played mode. It I on PS2. I've never played the I never played the real RE4. I played it on PS2 and then I traded it into GameStop. Why would you why would you trade it in? I was I was done with it. I I I've well, played worry, that game through it on literally every platform That's that has come point. out since. Well, I've heard everybody I've heard everybody say like, "Oh, it's GameCube or nothing." Nah, uh, nah. I think the new remake, uh, the, the new HD remaster, is pretty good. I can play RE4 on my Switch. I might revisit that I... one because it's like the least Resident Evil of any Resident Evil I've played. And again, I'm not really like super balls deep into Resident Evil. I'm I'm wondering when the big time Galarian's uh, revival is happening. <laughs> uh, me and me me and you are the only two people who've heard of that game. <laughs> well, I've I can heard be of one it. other it's person, a... but. And just fear, heard of it. That and Fear Effect. <laughs> I, See, um, I when you said fear, I was like, oh no, not fear. It's like, oh oh, there's another word after that. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. fear fear effect. Those those games are all right. I think I uh, I think I underestimated how much RE4 was like the originals because I played the Wii version, which is baby easy. Yeah, and now now knowing that it actually has some teeth in the GameCube version, it's like, I mean, oh, it's... okay, so this is still a Resident Evil. To a certain extent. Okay. I, I want to play this again now. It's definitely the transitional game between the survival horror ones and then whatever the fuck five and, and six are. Yeah. yeah. Like, but it's, I've but it's seen not, a lot of like it's not brain dead. It's not it has It's way more teeth. combat heavy though. Like Yeah. But I've I've definitely seen people going like, Oh, Resident Evil Four sucks because it led to four five and six. It's like, well that's not its fault. No, mm-hmm. like, like because by yeah. itself, Ma- Master of Puppets sucks because it led to yeah Justice for All and the Black Album. What the f- yeah, yeah, like just because like like they they were the ones that chose to go down that direction yeah. further. Like just mm-hmm. because Resident Evil Four exists in the state that it does and it is what it is doesn't mean that it's not as fucking campy and stupid as Wait, the rest so do, of that series. So do people hate Five? Like I understand that people hate Six. I don't like was, Five. Okay. I, I mean, tried playing five, and then my co-op partner died, or like the AI co-op, yeah. and it gave me a game over. And I was like, mm, "Okay, bye." <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not dealing. This is like what other games have realized since then. You're you can't do an AI partner that can die. Like, I, I like how Half Life handled it and just made Alex fucking invulnerable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what the other games do. They're just trying to they try to be a little more subtle about it. Like, 
in Bioshock Infinite, Elizabeth literally can't get hurt or anything. Like, mm. same in The Last of Us. Like, those characters are not going to screw you over. Yeah. Because that yeah. it just feels awful when something like that... Like, it's completely out of, out of your control. And, and, yeah. And, and, yeah, like, fucking Sheva just running and getting chainsawed. How was I to stop that? Shoot once, in the head. once that's happened, like, once that animation is locked in, it's done. Uh, I can't do anything about that. There's not enough medical herbs in the world that's going to put her <laughs> head back on her body. Man, there's a moment in the Resident Evil 2 remake where your character can be one-hit killed. <laughs> and the first time it happened, I see my character get impaled, and I'm like... Oh, I'll what? just, I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'll just herb that away. No. Yeah, I'm like, oh, well, that looks a little fucking harsh for an attack. I don't think I'm gonna. Oh, oh, oh you it's are just dead. Game over. Okay, okay. You are dead. <laughs> so yeah, getting way off topic, but with the whole uh, controversy about, well, non-controversy about Jade coming back in Mortal Kombat, and now she's a zombie, mm-hmm. and she's oh, really? too clothed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm yeah. just like. It's Mortal Kombat. Like, isn't everybody constantly getting decapitated and their spines ripped out? And, like, how's this one character going to come back as a zombie when everybody's dying Uh-oh. constantly? <laughs> Liu, Kang, Liu Kang came back as a zombie once. Yeah, and Scorpion's basically just a skeleton. Yeah, like, come on, people. I mean, didn't everybody, like, come back as a zombie in 9 by the end of that game? Pretty much. I want to get wild. That game's good. That game's story mode's so worth playing through. Yeah, and then I played 10, <laughs> or X, mm-hmm. and story mode kept resetting my progress, so I just said, fuck it. Boo! I, I, I was pretty upset. Like, the saving... It literally wouldn't save for That's some reason. That's fucking weird. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that that's kind of like my Resident Evil... Uh, experience cool. that's that's all i've done this was like i played I finished up re2 and was like man i need more resident evil in my life let's play this dumb remake that i'm gonna hate <laughs> and then i hated it for a day and then it's like <laughs> and me know. and john were like no fuck you it's supposed to feel bad to play <laughs> yeah like everybody was just oh man i can't that's wait it. like just like polly what's your problem it's not supposed to be fun <laughs> These games aren't supposed to feel good. Like, what the fuck is you? I mean, we're we're just defensive because so many people are just like, "Ew, tank controls." It's not the so, tank like, the controls at all. Again, I know. Me. I know. There you was a certain threshold of tank controls that I couldn't even get past back when resi- back when that was like the mode of play, right? In like those faltering early CD-based 3D games. Oh my god! Yeah. Probably why I could never get into the Siphon Filter series. The Siphon Filter's just sluggish, and yeah. It, I'll admit that like, I like those games, but they don't feel super great, because they're just so sluggish, and your movement feels real lagged. I remember getting the first one after one of your reviews, and just trying like several times, like, I want to like this. Like, why, like this. This? why don't I like this? Polly likes this. I don't. <laughs> I'm supposed to like this. I like everything Polly likes. <laughs> Oh, that's cruel! Two on point. Oh. Wait, so does that mean John's gonna play Contra Shattered Soldier next? I mean, probably. Polly likes it so eventually. <laughs> Good fucking luck. That yeah. game's hard. It's pretty hard. It's very hard. I just be... I once cc'd um, Contra and Super C recently, so I felt good. So I'm I'm gonna get. That game's hard. Yeah, but me. but Super C and Contra are easy peasy. Yeah, yeah. they're easy peasy baby games for babies, but. 
I did. I beat one of the roots with continues and hardcore. So, mm. not um, a, yeah, that's that's yeah. understandable. Uh, some of the uh, some of the roots and hardcore can just be like, yeah, if I don't have the right weapon it, on the right character, screw this. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna it's, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of effort. <laughs> it's a lot of memorizing bosses. Yeah, like fuck, slide. fuck the train. Oh, so tasty. The train roots only mean for like that first half. Where you're being chased by dudes because you, every time you jump, you grab the ceiling and they are always uh. primed to fucking slash you when you do. <laughs> I think the level four boss is my most memorable part for me. Mm. Just yeah, like, so, I, so when I was playing uh, Alien Soldier on stream and um, you fight Seventh Force and it goes that form where you're like going through the tunnel, it's like, this is totally just the, yeah, the stage four Dead Eye Joe boss in contra hardcore it's yeah. like lifted directly yeah like it, a lot of that shit yeah a lot of the sound effects are directly lifted it's 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 pretty unabashed but alien soldier is really fucking good so it works out yeah yeah we rip, we ripped off our former co-workers but they get it they get it they know we get it. it it's good it's good we're all good i mean well you know fang from contra hardcore is in alien soldier <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. He is an alien soldier, after all. He's a wolf that man. Checks out. He's a wolf man with a Vulcan on his uh, on his arm. Do you think it was based off of Wolfman Jack, the famous radio DJ? Probably. I mean, it would. It wouldn't that be your first thing to base a character off of in a character action game like that? I. You know, Japan is weird. They have these weird conceptions of America, like how Mother or Earthbound does. Um, like you fight a hippie. And it's playing Johnny B. Good in the background. <laughs> I I had microwaved leftovers right before we started streaming. Oh. I had a uh, week old spaghetti and day old chicken wings. There was a dude that ate five day old spaghetti and died. Is that a real story though? Because I I keep like a, a guy in Belgium or somewhere, right? No, it and was, he, did, he didn't like like he left it laying out. It wasn't even yeah. refrigerated. Yeah, that's, he, that's he left it out thing. for five days, and then he ate it. And, it was, and then he died because his his liver shut down. It was pretty bad. You really love that story, huh? I love that story because well, I mean, we're never going to get a fake story. No, this is a story that I also told in another video that Rhett fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ern apologized to me for that because I was like the he said that the was one the person, person the one person that gave a fuck, and we're not doing it anymore. I to, well, we I did was some like, more, and then I've was... been like, go for it. Well, we did some more, and then the audio was all fucked up. So it was just like whatever. It was a game that had spaghetti in it. She, she tells the story about somebody dying, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> way to bring the mood down. <laughs> Uh, Poncho had beef tongue tacos earlier. I've I've also had tacos al lingua. Uh, they're okay. Yeah, that's one of those things where if you like, you don't tell people what they are, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm eating tongue. Ugh, ugh, grizz. That's not me, man. I eat all the tongue. I don't care. Yeah, yeah see, bet. like there it is, there it is, there it is. Heather has linked in the chat. The student that ate five day old pasta for lunch. This is how his what liver the shut fuck? down. It's it's awful. 
Hey, Polly, do you cheese promise that this is a true story? Yes, I cheese promise that this is a true story. Oh, shit. We know it's real now. Everybody knows. Polly, get her cheese promise. What is cheese promise? It's where when you make a promise for something, you you can't tell me you've never heard of this. I've heard of pinky swears. When you make a promise with somebody, you write it down on a piece of paper, and then you rub a piece of cheese on it and give it to them. That means that you were going to... That is a show of sincerity. Okay, so like the spaghetti story, this... This promise ritual is also made up. No, it's no, I actually not. remember this. Um, when I was a kid in shit in Czechoslovakia, <laughs> former Czech Republic. <clears throat> ah, back. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, John! Fuck. You almost had it. You almost held God it. Damn it! You almost kept a grip on it. Oh. <clears throat> um. Uh, I remember doing cheese promises back when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't remember seeing it in Florida at all, but definitely back in Georgia when I was a little kid. Yeah. See? Yeah, Georgia, that place where that thing happens. The state I've lived all my life, and I've never heard of this. You've never heard of cheese promises. Get the fuck out of here. I wish somebody would promise me a cheese pizza, like, right now. Just, Dude, like, if I could, like... Shove if, it in my mouth. If I could, like... Order you a cheese pizza, and I would rub a piece of cheese on that promise. I would fucking get on the phone and or call your local fucking pizzeria and order you a cheese pizza. Is this a McElroy Brothers bit? No. This is a thing! This is a real thing! Why doesn't anybody believe that cheese promises are real? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we I know I kind of freaked out there, but I was just... Look, I know it sounds absurd. It's a real thing, But though. it's something that we grew up with. God. I, I saw it happen. I saw it happen in a video context, but it's definitely a real thing. I saw it happen Polly. in a video game Polly. someone was streaming, right? And I and I brought it up. I was like, "Hey, man, have you all ever heard of cheese promises?" And everybody's like, "What the fuck? You're stupid." Uh. I'm like, "Whatever, man. Whatever." Polly. Yeah. Polly. Nobody believes you. You've got to cut the cheese promises. <laughs> 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 It's like that. It's like that sex thing. People who are really into fromage. <laughs> you know, like I know what like you're rubbing, doing. rubbing random people I on the know. bus. You know, fromage. <laughs> uh, uh, anybody, anybody down for some frotted cheese? And this is where we lose our last listener. <laughs> yeah, well, like right as right as this whole thing came to a climax, like my Twitch <laughs> started suffering and I had to refresh. It came to a climax. Uh, it's a sex thing. Yeah, that is a word that people use for sex. It really. is. Hey, John. Yeah. What have you been doing? Um, we released a video game. We did. Nobody played it. I did. <laughs> Red played it. All right, Rhett played it, hated it. I didn't hate it. I had feelings about it. (laughs) Poncho played it. Because you specifically said, I didn't hate it. (laughs) I love it. It's like it's a back-of-the-box quote that I'm using. (laughs) Okay, Tom played it. Um, Uh, Heather played it. What's the the opposite of an unqualified success? You know, John and Polly, you know what we said about Resident Evil? <laughs> yeah. It's not supposed to feel good to play. 
<laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, hold up, hold up. So, so this game's better if you play it in four by three. <laughs> Obviously. Yes. I think you have to actually. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, oh. it's 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 sixteen by nine. Is it? Oh. Yeah, it's it, it's twelve eighty by seven twenty, so should be fine. Okay. My bad. I probably knew that because I didn't. <laughs> It just feels like it could have been 14. Obviously, nothing would really change. No, it could have been. It could have been. I might have originally tried to make the original game 4x3, but I was like, man, this is too much of a pain in the ass. I'm going 1280 by 720 Wow. Yeah, for a like, resolution it, nobody uses anymore. It's almost like well, doing... okay, so, like, Princess Remedy is still in 4x3. Yeah. And if you play it in 1280 by 720 which is what I tried to stream it in, it still adds the black bars on yeah. the screen. So yeah. I was like, huh, well, okay. Yeah. This is going to have useless space. <laughs> mm. That's why I make layouts. Yeah, that's too much effort. Mm. Like, at least with the Genesis collection, they put the that weird faux 3D grid that the old Mega Drive box art had like on I the used, sides. I used the Streets of Rage uh, city background myself on that collection. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. I should I should just have a video of Streets of Rage playing like in the background. <laughs> yeah, like it probably be more behind the actual game I'm playing. I just don't play games. I just watch Streets of Rage all the time. Yeah, that's good. I go out on the streets that's... and I rage. I'm like, hey you, yeah, I'm raging. Or for John Streets of Rage, you just punch people while carrying a boombox playing Yuzo Koshiro music, just <laughs> slugging everybody. That would be that would be fun. That'd be a good way to yeah. It'd be, be real cathartic. If y'all want me to, if y'all want me to promote Streets of Rage Four, I will hold a boombox <laughs> playing Yuzo Kashira music and punch random people. Like that's how they do YouTube gotcha videos now, right? That's how pranks are. Is they're not really pranks; they're just harmful things people do to other people, and they okay. call it. A prank. Oh yeah, Wait, so... I gotta make it good. Let's just do that, but do it on do like um, go to like some Nazi merch. There's hey. probably one around. <laughs> hey, I like... could I could handle so, that. So yeah, I know I really... like this is a bad movie, but um. Uh, Glass, the yeah, I saw that. Split and Unbreakable. Uh, that's yeah. like one of the exciting actions is that Bruce Willis Unbreakable oh, yeah. and, like targets these guys who make YouTube videos where they just punch random strangers. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned that, and I'm like, what did I just see that in? And you mentioned that's what it was. I'm like, I feel like I was just watching something that had that. I was 15 minutes late, so I missed that bit. Oh my uh, god. John saw Glass without, without seeing the first, the first two. And oh, was really? Late. So you missed, like, the most action at the start of the movie. <laughs> I got an hour straight of Psychology Ward. It was so fun. I Redbox Split, like, the night before I went to see Glass, because, like, most, I'm sure, I saw Unbreakable years back and never saw Split. And, yeah, Split's kind of bad, too. Yeah, it seems like it. They all seem stupid. I, I, Unbreakable's probably fine. So we released a game. Oh no! Yes, you released a game. We re- released a game of Rage that's not Streets of Rage. No, yeah, it is a sequel to our um, hit horror visual novel from 2017, Her Lullaby. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was apparently too challenging, and it hasn't been as widely accepted by audiences. <laughs> that's what no, you get. When the you... people that have played it have talked to me, and they've enjoyed it. They, 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 yeah. All of the feedback has been, you know, like good or bad, valid. I, hey, if you played it, awesome. If you gave us your time, what more could I ask? Absolutely. Um, Wazzy loved it, which made me happy. Mm -hmm. He was, like, at the top of the list, him and Rhett. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one out of two works out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, Rhett. (laughs) 
I already released facets last year, so I'm used to it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the good thing about releasing that game, though, is I kind of yeah. feel like I closed a uh, creative a chapter. chapter in my life, yeah. and what yeah. comes next is going to be even crazier, I think. I got really? ideas. I got ideas. Wait, so you're working on Streets of Rage 4? Obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like I'm worried like, about that game because there's been like no news from it since like they November literally announced it. They literally announced it, and I think the only thing they had finished was concept art. So grand, yeah. It's like here's here's a bunch of characters you've seen in old games. Oh, here's a new boss. She's a lady with a snake. Uh, Axel's well, like like, got a dad gut now. Do you need more than that? <laughs> snake lady, John is sold. Yep. <laughs> oh. Um. I mean, games are hard to make. I would rather them. Just go make it. Yeah, but those those Wonder Boy games uh, have been pretty successful. Those yeah. Uh, yeah. by Dotemu or Dot Emu. Or is that just sure? Yeah, I I I'm I'm playing you know, like like I, I I have all of the uh, confidence in the world that Streets of Rage Four is going to be okay because those Dot Emu games have been pretty good. Cool. Oh, speaking of retro revivals, there's like the new Toad Jam and Earl comes out in like a week. Oh. <laughs> Oh, so boy. if you want to be worried about anything, that that one is there you to go. be worried about first. That's the banger to be looking out for. We thought Bubsy was the last of the big retro revivals. Oh, oh why'd you remind me of that? I was I had not thought about Bubsy for like a year, and now you're thinking about <laughs> Bubsy again. There you are. Uh, you just had to be reminded Bubsy exists. Uh, we released a video game. Yeah. <laughs> what are those? <laughs> So yeah, we basically MGS two'd it and have been rebuffed by audiences because we're just too brilliant. Yeah. So it makes you can't sense. understand our genius, but hey, this this creative chapter is closed in my life. I'm happy with moving on towards something new and interesting. Like I said, wait. So you just you just did the Kojima <laughs> thing where you said it was going to be the last one, and now you're going to make like thirty more of oh, them. Oh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you just did that. <laughs> I'm done with this universe. <laughs> Uh, our game was not as good as Bubsy. No, no, no like, blow, no blowjob, Chon. It was not. Yeah. Well, now that I've tasted the sweet nectar of success that comes from selling out and just franchising your successful properties, <laughs> that's all I'm doing from now on. <laughs> so, like Frog Adventure Two, um, that, that's the main one. Yeah. So the boys too. If you're up for that, I don't know. I. I I don't know what the license, what the licensing situation there is there. If I make a kiss all the boys too without involving you, do I get sued? Uh, I could. Oh shit! Given this was my original idea. That's okay. True. Here's what you do, John. You do a okay. Kickstarter, and you call it Project Smooch All the <laughs> Males. Guys. Okay. Yeah, and then and then your development falls behind, and you have to call Way Forward in to help you finish the game. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like Way Forward is the last team that I feel John would ever call in to do anything. <laughs> I have a finished game with the collaborator that I don't that we don't talk um... anymore. <laughs> so I have considered doing the bloodstained thing. And being like, well, I made a new game. <laughs> just just make a um. Just make like an 8-bit D-make that gets more attention than the actual game that you were working on. Fuck, that's how right. we sell afterward. There you go. All right, Rat, tell, tell us a, a bit, some p little bits of emotional reactions you had watch, reading it. <laughs> <laughs> on, the on the spot. spot. <laughs> Give us something. 
We're oh starving. We're, no on spoilers. A, we're, we're in the desert. I haven't desert played it yet. No spoilers. Water. We need something, Rat. Yeah, yeah. Colin hasn't played. I don't think Colin played the first one. No, uh, no. Okay, so <laughs> I, I played her lullaby. I got one ending. Okay. Um, it squicked me out, and I was like, <laughs> "That's fair. That's fair." I think it was specifically the strangling ending. <laughs> yes, that's yes. totally Again, fair. No spoilers, though. That's <laughs> yeah. totally fair. It's Everything. one of the endings involving neck trauma. <laughs> is that the voyeur end? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I specifically avoided. I replayed the game and specifically avoided that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I sent to Polly after she sent me the thing. I was like, "Well, I'm gonna write for a bit." Here you go, Polly. I guess I wrote this. You can't tell what mindset we were in at the time for that game, can you? Oh boy. Probably listening to a lot of Marilyn Manson albums. <laughs> I feel I have an idea of the mindset that went into the new one. Oh, gee, yeah, that was a little on the nose, isn't it? It's a little on the nose. <laughs> it's pretty tasty. We wrote most of that before anything went down in my yeah, life. Like that's, that's what's crazy. Yeah, that game was that literally... game was in production for, like, almost two years. Yeah. Yeah. And how nice. things have changed from beginning to end there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It just look. It, it served as as fuel to, to burn yeah. the proper flame. This game needed. To, to... I understand why this game exists. Mm-hmm. I don't have a follow up to that. <laughs> another I great back. It. Another great back of the box quote. I understand why this <laughs> game exists. <laughs> so I made. So I, I made the game. Wow. So we made this. We were making this. And then in the middle of its dev, I also made the RPG Maker game where you're being like, where someone is being like slowly murdered from the inside <laughs> out. Huh. And then they just I die wonder. horribly. Yeah, and, and the assets that you use for that game are just like these super happy, cheery player characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Next thing's going to be sad, too. Absolutely. <laughs> See, mine's oh, not. My next thing's not going to be sad. We both, we we're both talking, and then like we typed at the same time, and then you said something like, "I think I want to make a happy, ro- a, a nice romance now." And I said, "I want to make something, some just really bone chilling horror." <laughs> <laughs> like I want to make something that's just awful. But for now, I want to just turn my creative engine off because I feel I'm a little spent. Yeah, Aww. me too. Like, I kind of just want to enjoy some some creative time off because, man, this 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 one this one really took it out of me. God, yeah. So we went. So kiss all the boys, revengeance, twenty twenty one, right? <laughs> yeah, somewhere around there. Mm. Frog Adventure versus Mike Man. There you <laughs> oh, go. Fuck yeah, man. We could do that. Is that like Battletoads versus Double Dragon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ultimate team. Oh, that sounds so funny. It's funny enough that I think you should actually do it. <laughs> okay, okay. Probably making a whole game would be too much, but what if I just... What if I made a sprite comic? <laughs> the Frog Jeez. Adventure B, Mike, man. The novelization. <laughs> people are listening to this right now like, what the fuck are these people talking about? Oh, let me let me jerk off for a little bit. <laughs> no one else is going right, to do it for me. All right, that's all for me. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm alone. We're, we need to jerk off ourselves with this game, Polly. No one else is going to do it for us. I know. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to crank it out yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
Because, mm-hmm. hey, Polly, this game's fucking amazing. It's pretty good. We we knocked it out of the park. I yeah. We're kind of geniuses. Think... Well, there it is. <laughs> I think it's as good or better than anything I've ever worked on. Just the back of the box quote. We're kind of geniuses. <laughs> uh, we, yep. we put that on the back of every box. I think, we, I think like, once a week for the past three months or so, we te- DI... One of us DM the other, like, we're geniuses. Yeah, we're kind of smart. Yep. We're super good at this. Mm-hmm. It turned out real good. So yeah. Tom liked it, Wuzzy, why he liked it. Like, at least five people really liked it that yeah. aren't us. So yeah. y'all should check it out. If you, once you played her level. A bunch, of other, people, a bunch uh, of other people in the chat have mentioned playing it as well. Of course, and again, everybody, you all have our thanks for giving us your thank time. Thank you very and, much. And thank you for the feedback. I feel course. like a lot of people probably played it and just finished it and went, hmm. 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 I know hmm. why this had to exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So the perfect way to play. Pers- there was at least one person who loved her lullaby, and then was like really excitedly, "I'm going to play this as soon as I get home, John. Thank you so much for making this." I like the and person that let's. Pl- I like the person that was let's playing her lullaby and didn't yeah. get the, didn't get the true end, and then was like, "Holy crap! A sequel finally came out!" And they're like jumping into that, and I'm like, "Oh <laughs> no." The first one left off on such a cliffhanger. Yeah, uh, weird. Uh, maybe using the uh, words, maybe using the words to be continued for that ending were not the smartest thing I did. No, no. That it was should have not... been like the Nero Automata. Hey, dumbass, go back and replay it. There's <laughs> yeah, no we were gonna to have to Square Enix this. Uh, oh, I've wow. noticed. I was talking to John about this earlier, but like people, I think when you make a game yourself, like you get so intimately familiar with the assets. Mm-hmm. where it's like for me i can tell you exactly every single room in hunters like, yeah easily so mm-hmm. like a, a subtle little change like the title screen saying wake up you know that that's different someone playing it for the first time might not notice right so i've seen people playing uh mm-hmm. doki doki literature club and like they get to the ending and then the title screen <sighs> the title screen and they don't notice anything they different, don't get just it stop. yeah yeah <laughs> So I had my own dumbass moment when I played Dark Souls because I used the armor. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's the the basic like you think John Dark Souls, you think that armor, uh, right? Yeah. Right. It's it's the armor that the dude's wearing when he throws you the key when you're in the jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like so I beat Dark Souls and then it's like I you know start the new game and it's like that armor that I used the whole game and it's like that guy throws you the key and it's like, Oh, that's supposed to be you. Like it's, it's an old infinite uh. loop. It's like, but, but wait, like I could have done that with any fucking armor. It's like this, this sequence would have been exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's good. Um, yeah. Let me go ahead and link that very good game in the chat. That that's the really funny thing though, is that because we made it a sequel, there are folks I know who would like afterward, probably wouldn't like her lullaby. Yeah, because they're two very different. They're very different. Yeah. Yep. So now I feel, now it's even harder to like recommend it to specific folks because it's like, well, I don't know if this this first one would vibe with you so much. We I'm made sorry. that hard split. We made that hard split. Yep, we did. We, we Kojima'd it. We, goodbye despair. It's, it's the Doki Doki Panic to... Her lullaby is Super Mario Brothers 1. It's really the unlimited blade work stuff. <laughs> I don't ever want you no, to compare sweet. anything I've ever done to anything <laughs> involving fate ever again. <clears throat> like you say Metal Gear Solid or 
uh, Danganronpa or Fate, like those sequels are still in the same vein as the original. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Afterward is not a horror game. <laughs> Afterward is like, I I felt that that was coming just based on the logos. Where yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. the new logo is very clean. And yeah, there was like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it more when we do a postmortem. But like, my whole thing with making that game was everything was to be the inverse of the first game, including like the design of the logo. Um, like the green that we use for the highlight color is the inverted color of the purple used in the first game, oh, things like that. Cool, so, cool. so like everything, like it's something that I wanted to kind of stick with throughout the course of making the game to make it like, yes, this is a clear statement. This is very different. Like there are no choices. Is that why the backgrounds don't have like that kind of Higashi yes. filter on them anymore? Yes. yes. Yep. Cool. Yeah. We, we actually tried doing like a, a fluffy, dreamy, kind of washed out filter over it, but then that didn't really feel right. Uh, so we just that does the... get used in the opening scene, though. Yeah, during the actual dream. Yeah. Oh. So. Spoilers. Spoilers, there's a dream. That got me good. Yeah. Oh, just like cool. Doki Doki Panic, a.k.a. Super Mario <laughs> Brothers 2 USA. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. A.k.a. like one of the best Marios. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. But yeah. hey, hey, you know what? What other game lets you throw enemies like in Super Mario Brothers 2? Super Princess At- Peach. It also does. afterward, <laughs> weirdly enough. Yeah, we- you can throw enemies afterward, too. It's weird. So Nintendo Online was junk until this month because they also added Super Mario Brothers 2 to the Nintendo Online. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. They added that was that. the thing. That was the killer app. They added <laughs> Mario 2. Kirby's Adventure and Tetris 99. I'm like, oh, Nintendo Online is good now. Like, those are three bangers yeah, in the game right it's there. It's, like, seriously, actually, a super good month. Yeah. I I wish I played more Kirby games. Kirby games are I don't. good. <laughs> John! <laughs> are they? No, I'm gonna try again at John, some point. fuck off. Just fuck off. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Get out of here with all of your bad takes. Everything is an acceptable target, except Kirby. You can't be mean to Kirby, or all the wolves come out for you. Like, that is the line (laughs) people have in the sand. It's like, if you're mean to Kirby, fuck you. In this house, we love and respect Kirby. In every house, we love and respect Kirby. Every fucking house. You fucking... Put Kirby up on on the cross. I don't know. And you just kick him to the curb. Boom! Y'all love Kirby so much. Go marry Kirby. Fuck. I mean, he could probably like suck up Belzette and and <laughs> absorb. You could probably yeah. get a really good combination going there. Basic. There's, there's probably yeah. some real good fan fiction there. I bet. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, Serata. If someone says like, "Oh, I was watching the 2006 Fate anime," and I'm just like, "I'm not, don't even talk to me." Like. <laughs> Wait. So, so were this, was a, there a 2008 Fate? And was it called 2000 Fate? John, what else did you do? Of the Furious. <laughs> John, what else did you do? Um, so I was I was desperate because I was waiting very patiently for the next um, Let's Play Undertale episode for my favorite YouTubers, and I didn't have anything. Um, so I was like, just ravenous for like brain dead entertainment that I can just have on while I do other shit. And I like, I'm caught up on all the podcasts. There's nothing that I was doing. So I did like, I watched like eight hours of game grumps and I watched like <sighs> five hours, not like consciously. I just put them on while doing chores. And okay. I watched like five hours of like an X 
Channel Awesome person doing music criticism. Yeah, I'll, I'll like put on GDQ when I'm trying to go to sleep. I can't do that. I, I have to put on White Noise for sleep. Um, but I've just been so hungry for like dumb something, <laughs> something that doesn't take as all my attention, like Danganronpa or Nanoha, obviously, is all smart, good stuff that I need to pay attention to. Do you call Nanoha um, smart? No, that was a joke. Okay, I'm hoping. Well, you, can't watch, you can't watch anime without <laughs> watching it, because you have to read the subtitles. Duh. <laughs> what, 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 if, what if someone recorded English dialogue what? and dubbed it over you like don't you don't want to watch the nano hot dub it's pretty notorious oh really it's pretty bad i wouldn't know they got all first timers for that oh oh boy yeah People die when they pulled this from the vn and it makes context it makes sense there god <laughs> what about that guy who wouldn't die even if you killed him bucks sorry go ahead boner Go ahead, Colin. Uh, what, what about that guy who wouldn't die even if you killed him? Well, it's because he has eight lives. That's what I just uh, said. It's that, oh. it's that guy who's in every anime. You could kill him, but he wouldn't die. You'd have to kill me 12 times before you can kill me for real. Yeah, I get you. You're going to need 100 years before you can face me. <laughs> Polly's just done. Um, Where were you going with this, John? You watched a bunch of Green Grooms. Uh, so I, I watched a bunch of, of like top 40 pop music criticism. Oh, my God. So I'm like... I, I, it just, this isn't like a specific thing to talk about. It's just like mm-hmm. a specific thing, artist or anything. It's just sort of a general thing I want to understand better. Because mm-hmm. y'all grew up with radio and shit, right? Right. Y'all, what, we old kind people? Kind of. Us old, old people. You old thir- 30 plus fucks. Um, <laughs> you had to like listen to radio or work jobs at least where you had the radio playing. Um,. And I, I miss that. I, I, I don't miss it. I mean, I missed it. I, I like from high school on, I had once I was driving, like I just listened to like CDRs that I burned or mm-hmm. had my MP3 player hooked up. Mm-hmm. I never listened to the radio. <clears throat> so I John, there were these yeah. things called cassettes that you could also play in your car. Yeah. In right. the 80s. All right. And, but, and you could have a car that didn't have a CD player, but it had a cassette deck, so you could take a portable CD player and have a cassette adapter plugged into your cassette deck on your car. I used a lot of cassettes back in the day. Like I, I had a bunch of- I'm old enough that I remember my dad had an 8-track player oh, wow. in his car, and he had an adapter that he could put a cassette in the 8-track <laughs> slot. You could put a cassette in this fake 8-track and put it in and listen to that and to listen to your cassette. Yeah, my paternal grandmother had a cutlass with an eight-track player in it, but I don't remember the cassette <laughs> adapter thing. Yeah, that thing was rad. Thing was cool like is, is this like the cheese promise? You just made it up? No, I did not make it up. That is a real thing. I might even still have that because I still have a bunch of my dad's old eight tracks. So I was I using the cassette. Go ahead. I was using the cassette slot on my car so recently that I had like within like the last few years, I had a thing that would. You'd put in a cassette and it had like a little aux- auxiliary I had thing one out, of those for and I plugged it into like my MP3 yeah. player. <laughs> I had one of those exact things. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only That's true the way to listen to music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so what you're getting the point, to? The point was that like, 
I've never been able to work up any authentic antipathy towards pop music because I was never was in a position where it was being inflicted on me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like the only time, the only time pop artist that the only bad pop artist I had inflicted on me was Taylor Swift because Anna was really into them. Mm-hmm. That's um, pretty so bad. Had, well, I mean, Taylor I mean, Swift I think is terrible. Most people can agree that Taylor Swift is bad regardless yeah. of their pop sensibilities. So like, that was that was my whole. Like, I made a couple Spotify playlists, just like, all right, I kind of want to... The the main thing was, it seems like the way into contempor- big contemporary pop artists isn't so much that they have a bunch of albums, it's that they have big popular singles that get played all the time, and that's what people are mm-hmm. actually listening to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's accurate? Accurate. All right. So, I, I was making playlists with, like, singles. Um, and again, no real point <clears throat> here, it's just... This is something I kind of want to understand a little better, and I think it'll help. I just, I'm thinking critically about music a lot, because it's something that I haven't really thought very critically about. I mostly just play the same bands over and over that I liked in high school Mm -hmm. for 10 years. Guess what? That's everybody. Yeah. That's everybody? That's everybody. Yeah. I saw some study that's like, most people stop listening to new music when they turn 20. Okay. Okay. Except me, except me, or or the album listening club end of the year list would be real boring if I did that. (laughs) I know, I mean, yeah. The album of the year is the downward spiral, again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I feel like, I was was actually thinking about this earlier today, and I think what happens is, like, popular music changes enough in 20 years that what you liked when you were growing up isn't what's popular anymore. Yeah. So you just go, oh, fuck it, and start listening. Just keep listening to what you were before. Yeah. Because, like, I, it is a lot of work to find new bands that I like now. Like, most of the, my recommendations come via Polly in some form. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, in chat, Dances with a Woos says, um, they were driving their cousin to the airport, and they were listening to Taylor Swift, Are We Out of the Woods, and uh, they had to pull pull over and almost, uh, yeah, vomit all over the asphalt. Um, that was... Yeah, so that particular Taylor Swift album is just like, oh, here's a song that rips off Lana Del Rey. Here's a song that rips off Florence and the Machine. Yeah, it's literally her album of, I'm going to do everything that's popular right now, and then I'll get all the stream numbers. That's basically uh, it. It's so <laughs> cynical and like I find no substance in that kind of music. I'm gonna love that album. Um, God, I hate Bad Blood. That's a really bad track. <laughs> that has um, Chance yeah. the Rapper on. Is it Chance the Rapper or is it Kendrick Lamar? I, I get those two confused. Mm. You'll get down to this sick beat. <laughs> uh, but so. Obviously, Taylor Swift is like even the people who are nerds about contemporary pop music, like the YouTubers, are don't like Taylor Swift. So I don't feel bad <laughs> there. It's like just trying to keep my taste sort of expanding as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So like finding the albums, and then like whenever I tried listening to albums by the new people, it was it wouldn't it couldn't sustain my interest for a whole album. But just having like the singles is like oh okay. Yeah, I can buy because then you just pick the best. Well, that's kind of what yeah. pop music is generated for. It's generated on the yeah. power of the single, and that's usually it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, even back in the day, they would sell singles on CDs. Like, yeah. hey, here's just the one song you want. Yeah, I, yeah, fucking, like, I have and a now cassette. That's just YouTube. I have a cassette single of Bullet with Butterfly Wings, okay? Oh, my God. 
<laughs> so my favorite bands are all these ones that I, I got into music listening to albums, like period. Yeah. And I, I did not get in the chance. I did not graduate from singles to albums. So when so this is like, oh, oh, some people just make music this way. Like they're not. This isn't. The no. album isn't this grand, cohesive experience. It's just their collection of singles. Yeah. Well, al- albums, as a concept, like were more of a '70s thing, where you get the term album-oriented rock, because in the '50s and somewhat in the '60s, it was the single was. Yeah, it. and they were still selling 12 inches and shit. So. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know. I. I listened to this Ariana Grande song called Breathing, and it was really nice. It was like about anxiety. I was like, oh, this is nice. So, little things like that. Like, oh, this is a thing that 70 million people have listened to. All right, cool. It's crazy when you look up YouTube numbers on singles now, where it's like, oh, yeah, this has a billion plays. Like, how the <laughs> fuck does that have a million hits? Jesus Christ. Despacito I, has, has, like, over a billion. It's like, that just, that just struck me, like, as crazy as when I saw that, um, 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 the uh, artist of the year of last year, the album of the year, uh, Denzel Curry did a cover of a Rage Against the Machine song uh, a couple weeks ago, and Very I looked cover. that I looked that up, and it's got like two million views, and then I look up a single from his album, and it's like six hundred thousand. I'm like, what? <laughs> Are those high or low? Those that's pretty low. Oh, okay, yeah. I think it's weird because, like, music YouTube music critics like Todd and the Shadows have commented on this. Like, the RIAA is counting YouTube views as airplay now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, all these bullshit response videos where everybody's doing a meme dance to a certain song counts. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, okay, he was the one like, that I watched, Juju like, five hours of, by the way, was Todd and the Shadows. Like... I was just like, oh, okay, here's a person being a nerd. Like, Good entertainment is usually just someone being a nerd about... Informative entertainment is just someone being a nerd about something you don't necessarily know a lot about and then learning more from that. Mm. And it's fun. <clears throat> um, so that was sort of the arc of this thing. Because I've had experiences... There have been times in the past where like, I listened to Carly Rae Emotion or the Which is just Rainbow. a meme. It's just a meme album. No, it's a good album. <laughs> and then um, it's vaporwave for mainstream people. People locked into Carly Rae Jepsen just because fucking Griffin McElroy made a big deal. I mean, that's why. It. That's that's, why I, that's oh the only God. reason. All right. I that, think that's Carly Rae Jepsen and Death Grips should do a collaboration. I, I'd be down for that. And then um, I, I saw Kesha live last year, so like, oh okay, because that album was very fun. So I'm trying to figure out if this is something I'm interested in being a nerd about at all, or if it's just I can dip my toe and then pull back out. Most like, people, right, you don't, you don't want to talk to most people that have opinions about music because they'll probably grade on you real fast. Yeah. Like I, I don't talk to a lot of people that have very strong uh, and critical voices when it comes to music because I find that they are the kind of people that can't see something um, <clears throat> that's trashy and fun as just being something that was made for the sake of being trashy and fun. Like, I mm-hmm. really love that Till Lindemann album, and it's just trash. Um, <laughs> I, uh, there was an album out last year that was just uh, songs based on uh, slasher movies. It's just really silly, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun, and it's really good, uh, and it's well put together. Yeah. And it was just like, you know... like, And there's a lot of people that won't like look at that kind of stuff seriously uh, because... It's something that's not trying to be taken too seriously. So, 
like I just kind of like yeah I don't look to many mm. like re- music reviewers or people or you know opinion havers because I find mm. that they tend to just annoy the crap out of me because I think that they're overlooking a lot of nuance when it comes to things and a lot of the time when people review shit like this they're doing it in the heat of the moment when something has just come out like I've not mm. I've not talked about the new Dream Theater album yet and I'm probably not going to until next episode because I would kind of like to digest it first yeah. Um, but I think that like, you know, it's, it's so weird because I, I just don't think that you can form an opinion on a collection of songs like that. of like 40 to 70 minutes, uh, you know, in just like a day to crank out a review. Mm-hmm. So I just don't, I don't really listen to that kind of stuff. That makes sense I, to me. I feel like when you're coming of age, like you have the albums that you bought and you listened to when you were 14 and then there was the other, like. I was buying corn, and then NSYNC was on the radio, and oh, NSYNC is stupid, or we're uh-huh. or is dumb manufactured bubblegum <laughs> pop music, brr. They're all fake, man. And yeah. then as you get older, you're just like, if a, if uh, I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys comes on the radio, it's like, oh yeah, I remember this. This this song still slaps. Like, everybody, yeah, rock mm. your body. And, like, you know, you can... <laughs> You can appreciate you can appreciate the things yourself, that you miss yeah. by putting like I associate it. I associate that kind of thing with a time and space. I don't associate it to yeah. I like Backstreet Boys. I associate it to man. Yeah. I, w- I was really listening to Corn's Follow the Leader at that time, wasn't I? That yeah, album's like, garbage. Has Corn's Follow the Leader held up as much? As no. Some of the <laughs> other pop songs that you were like too cool for school to listen to. No, absolutely not. No. Korn's first two albums like, have, but I would not say Follow the Leader has. <laughs> so I feel like the generations like coming after the millennial generation like aren't going to have as much of that because it's all like instantaneous. They're not buying albums. They're hearing singles on Spotify or YouTube or, to a lesser extent, the radio, but commercial radio is just freaking god awful now and as somebody who's been in commercial radio in the last 10 years i will tell you it's garbage (laughs) it's like john said you're not being inflicted by the radio anymore no not so much right and radio and and yeah terrestrial fm radio really did define like the tastes for a time so unless you're like a huge indie nerd Mm -hmm. um Uh you you know you're not (laughs) you're you're basically yeah so um uh, where was I going with that train of thought? <laughs> the Sox cast story. <laughs> it all comes back to Sonic. I'm just saying, like, um, City Escape still totally slaps. There you go. That's true. Sonic Adventure One soundtrack is much better than Two's. I think we can all agree. Oh that, yeah, right? yeah. Um, the the big the cat song. <laughs> God. It's like the lyrics are like overly literal. It's about Froggy and their friendship. Well, so so is a lot of the fucking music in Sonic Adventure too. He's the Eggman. That's what he is. He's literally the Eggman. And Knuckles literally does chuckle. Beastie Boys, Eggman. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Return Um, of the Eggman. Like what I was saying. Like so, you have your musical sensibilities and. Most people are like, well, all that dumb pop shit is just popular because everybody likes it and blah, blah, blah. And my, yeah, my tastes are much more refined. Like, I at one point, I, I was like, I, I really hate Depeche Mode, but 
Like, oh, Joy Division's, like, so much cooler because it's, like, dark and brooding. But Depeche Mode is just stupid pop, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, now it's just like, yeah, Joy Division's kind of boring. And Depeche Mode, like, if I, like, poke behind the curtain of this was popular at a certain time, I can, like, see, like, the production values and the the creativity that was there in, in like, basically what is, like, a neatly packaged single. So, I don't know. Like, some people... Some people are forced to like their politics, review their musical tastes, and be like, "Okay, well, like maybe I was wrong. Maybe those have changed." And then some people just like, "No, fuck it. Van Halen's 1984 is the best album ever, and you can't tell me otherwise." <laughs> there is a reason I'm trash and have more than one Quiet Riot album in my rotation. <laughs> it's a balance of like not getting too locked down in your things and also not trying too hard to be cool. Like, there you it's go. like not taking yourself too seriously. Yeah, there you go. So I think that that's the like, secret. I feel like I'm hitting... I kind of came to an equilibrium there I like with games, and I'm trying to figure that out stuff with kind of other media that I don't feel as like... Like I have a strong knowledge base in yeah, you, music. Yeah, trying to expand the horizons to match the other areas that you yeah. you have the knowledge. Yeah, it's like like Rhett has the most boring musical opinions <laughs> ever. Like he doesn't know how to have fun with music. He doesn't know Alley how to project. He doesn't. How know how... I get? How am I getting shit here? I'm sitting here like I don't care or discare about popular music. I listen to what I like. Yeah, and like and then and you starts a, donking and, on me. You have a really. <laughs> And you have a really closed mind to anything new, though. I'm saying is what I'm saying. I just bought like eight albums in a week, <laughs> and they all sound the same. No, they don't. That they do. They're all prog rock. That's way too self indulgent. I remember listening to I will the Deer say, Hunter probably... with the D E A R, and yeah. I was listening to that like, yeah, this is this is a ret one, huh? <laughs> I like the Deer Hunter though. Yeah, yeah Paul, sure. again, Polly recommended them to me, yeah. so. All right. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this makes sense. I'll give it another shot at some point. I was, I think I was kind of feeling a bit of fatigued with that sound mm. at the time. See, the funny thing about that sound is I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. I call it the Coheed sound. <laughs> except I like every band that does that except actual Coheed. That just, that just blows my mind. See, and I'm the opposite, because, like, I can appreciate Coheed, but most prog metal is, like, way too up its own ass for me to even give it the time of day. Yeah, I still haven't connected with most Coheed. And then I listen to Go to Apollo 4, like, 50 times. Yeah, I think, like, that's the only album you listen to? Basically. Is it's that, that in my Fate Nine Inch Nails playlist. Oh, I, 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 picked, I, I picked up on this new great, uh, I'm not sure they're new, but I started listening to them, Bloodsucking Zombies from Outer Space. <laughs> They're just like a horror-themed punk band out of Germany, and it's real good. It's just stupid. oh, is that is that what that thing you like yeah, on uh, uh, Twitter? Yeah, well, yeah, because I was like BZO, like what the fuck is this acronym? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's blood sucking zombies from outer space. They're very fun, very silly, cool. Fun oh, but, I see, say, I couldn't send that to Rhett because he doesn't like fun music. I'll <laughs> send. you... I will send you some stuff, and you can send me some stuff. You know I listen to music all fucking day. Yeah, you have to now. I I will say a blood-sucking zombies from outer space. Those guys look like a couple of misfits. (laughs) 
they banned Spotify at work. They didn't ban it, but like the the higher, not even my bosses, but like the bosses like above across the in the other town. Mm-hmm. I guess just turned off Spotify for all the company networks. Damn. So, uh, yeah, they, yeah, content filter. Yeah. You should, you should like, see I if you my... can install a proxy app on your phone that can defeat that because a lot of times those things are crap at. Yeah, real easy to bypass proxies. <laughs> I mean that's weird. Do they just not want people listening to music? I don't know. Like it's, it's so not silly. porn. It's so silly. Like they should block. You block Twitter first. Well, they should, obviously, they should block Asmer because that is auditory porn. <laughs> cool. That, that this was kind of my intent for the segment was just to get everybody talking yeah. about music for a half hour. So yeah, weird. It's like the one thing that the one the unofficial big... album listening club sequel. It's like the one thing I get complaints about when we actually talk about it on here. John's like, let's turn that into a whole thirty minute ordeal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I like the bounce around stuff. Sometimes. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's good. Yeah. Okay, I have a quick story. Mm-hmm. John talked about being inflected by the radio. Mm-hmm. The closest I ever truly got to that is when I worked at Pizza Hut. This was like 2003, 2004-ish. Somehow everyone there knew I fucking hated, oh, Avril Lavigne. Oh, God. (laughs) And we had a jukebox. (laughs) So at the end of every shift, somebody would just go over there and play Skater Boy. (laughs) And it would drive me nuts. See, I'm the person that would do that. I'm the person that would do that. (laughs) So when you played Elite Beat Agents, you were just like, nope, fuck it, and threw the DS in the trash. No, he, he he only he played Owen Don. He didn't yeah. have to worry about that. Oh right, yeah, because it's um, yeah, Elite Beat Agents isn't weeb enough. What's this <laughs> Jumping Jack Flash shit? I'm only gonna play Ready so, Steady so I Go. Have, I never played either of those. They actually replaced all the music for the Elite Beat Agents. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. With Did the second really one bad with really bad covers. Oh really? They're oh. really bad. Yeah, but it's a DS, so it's like the sound is so tinny you can't really tell anyone. <laughs> cool. Hmm. The The cover of Let's Dance is weird because instead of the saxophones, uh, he uses an electric guitar for the little musical lick. Yeah. After the, the segments in the verse. Mm-hmm. I, think the only, I think the only radio song I ever remember like developing antipathy for, which, which sucks, is it was To the Left. Because it was played on the bus when I was getting picked up in middle school at like 5.30 in the morning. And I just wanted to sleep and it was played very loud. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but this is good. This was probably good. I don't know. I haven't listened to it again. But it's probably <laughs> not correct to dislike. <laughs> oh, wait. Is, are you talking about the Beyonce? The Beyonce song? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Irreplaceable Bye. is the name of that song, not to the left. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Colin. Yo. What else did you do? What else did I do? Yeah, Beyond Super Princess Peach. (laughs) Um, So, I've been watching some anime. Oh boy. It's my time to shine. (laughs) Is it? Unless it's Gundam. Oh, probably not. love lives in this and what I've been watching. Oh shit. Okay, so I was watching My Hero Academia a lot. I Over the holidays, I watched a lot of Gundam, and then I pretty much got Gundamed out. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to watch something different. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see this My Hero Academia show that people have been talking about. So I've seen it's that one. It's Hero Academia. Thank you. I, I'm going <laughs> to poke you no break your face if you say that. <laughs> this, this 
segment isn't really about uh, My Hero Academia. <laughs> okay. So that's a shame because it's Polly's favorite show. I dropped out during the the tournament arc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which which uh, one? Yeah. The first one. <laughs> I mean, it's a Shonen show, isn't everything just a big tournament arc? It's just like, the, the first, the start of the second season was like, oh, hey, look, it's a fucking sports tournament anime now. I'm like, well, I'm done. I'm out. That's that's literally half season two, is like, the the pacing is so weird on that show. Yeah. It's like 12 episodes that really move, and then 12 episodes of the sports festival. Yeah, and then there's the wind down from the sports festival. Yeah, I love that Ruby, <laughs> when they did that for most of volume three. Isn't three the one people like? It gets good at the end, and then it gets bad. I hate Ruby. People, people, yeah. What did, I was what just did I about say to before? follow that up with. I need to watch Ruby. Nobody hates Ruby more than Ruby fans. Yeah. Yep. It's it's an MMO. <laughs> or Persona game. <laughs> so anyway, um, I watched seasons one and two of My Hero Academia, and I was like, "Wow, I really like this." Um, I could watch season three, but mm-hmm. in free mode, it's sub only. Um, and I really didn't want to pay for a Funimation account to watch the dubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll I'll watch something else, something else that's free. So uh, Yahoo has a partnership with Hulu where they show some stuff for free, but it's, it's ad-supported. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they have a bunch of anime. My Hero is where I was watching that one. I was like, okay, well, you know what? Cowboy Bebop. I never really actually finished all of that series. You know, it's it's one of those things where if you came of age in the late 90s and you were just getting into anime, like getting into the, the whole Tsunami scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably one of the ones you saw. And um, I can appreciate how that show has, like, it was probably one of the last shows... That had good hand-drawn animation. But oh, it's before, real pretty. Yeah, before most things went over to computers. Except when they have to show something in space, like a space station or a ship that's um, C- like early CG. I say early CG when it's not like it's the fucking 80s, but yeah. it's it's still bad-looking CG because it's low budget. I mean, Toy it's, Story it's, came out in, what, 95? It's before Last Exile was a thing that kind of did it right. yeah. And um, I just, I was just like, yeah, I I can appreciate what this show has done culturally, but I'm not that invested in it. It's not a show I can rewatch anymore. I find it kind of boring, if I'm honest. I've seen I've uh-huh. seen most of the episodes on Toonami. There's gaps here and there. It's weird well, because um, like, you can be like on episode seven or eight, and Edward hasn't even showed up yet. It's just like. And it's it's one of those things where it's like okay it's only a twenty six episode show, but it's really episodic and it moves so slowly that it's like it feels like it's longer than it is. Whereas what where I'm watching a Gundam where the ag- the average length of a Gundam show is forty nine to fifty episodes and you're binge watching it and it's like oh it feels like a whole lot more things have happened yeah since this. I always feel like I feel like episodic shows feel like more happens because they have to put more into each episode mm-hmm. i guess but they're more like, self-contained so speaking of self-contained shows i was like okay i'm not really feeling cowboy bebop i'm gonna mm-hmm. jump over to Lupin the third instead which one there's a lot yeah of those. i know like uh, the so it's what, co- what color jacket did he have uh, pain, uh red 
Okay. Yeah. I think that's like the 90s one. So, no, it's not 90s. It's still <laughs> oh. 70s. <laughs> really? Oh. Lupin the Third Part 2. Um, okay, yeah. It was one of the we... earlier Lupin dubs that they had. And it's like, wow, this show is still really problematic. Yeah. yeah just a bit. Like, it, like, not even just, like, the outdated 70s sensibilities of, like, okay, this guy is the manly man. He's like James Bond. He has to, like, be cool and, you know, do do the thing. Do all the heists. Like, mm-hmm. because, again, episodic show, it's really about the heists and not show so much about the characters. But he wants to fuck Fujiko so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and... And she, she doesn't want to fuck him most of the time, except when she's, like, trying to take advantage of him. Yeah. That's how them women folk are. <laughs> and it's weird, though, too, because, like, I remember the uh, the Studio Ghibli one, the Castle of Cagliostro, yeah, they where completely he's, like, more Robin Hood character. They, they completely, like, make it really soft and nice. Basically, yeah, I watched that really recently, and I already read about how like they kind of make Lupin into a really nice guy for that because they didn't want him being, you know, he's kind of normal. Yeah, yeah, like, normal like a lecherous freak. And Fujiko is like not the sex pot she is. <laughs> he's a jelly character instead. Yeah, yeah, but I like that movie. Oh yeah, it's so, a good movie. So it's fine. <laughs> I bought the Gundam DVDs. I have not watched anything besides all, Atem's Team like them, seven years ago. All the Gundam oh, DVDs. I bought oh, the yeah. I bought the trilogy of the first movie. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good place to start. Yeah, that's that's where I started. Like, I, I basically to... borrowed Colin's entire Gundam collection. About nice. it, it was at the end of 2017, and I spent most of 2018 watching all of that. Yeah, and you literally cool. never mentioned and it. And I on the literally podcast. never mentioned it because if I did, it would be an ongoing thing of me monologuing and you two never knowing what I was talking about most yeah, of the Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on with Gundam. I, and that's, that's my not favorite, even getting my, into that. I'll just say my favorite is War in the Pocket and uh, Zeta. Yep. So. Cool. Yeah, I'll, God, I kind of want to throw on the first movie after this. <laughs> just kind of, that it, I'm always on the always got to be on the lookout for new things to be a huge fucking nerd about. And you know that seems. John, like I've got some anime recommendations if you want them. Eh. <laughs> <No>. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so Gundam like... is such a big thing, though. There's so much potential to be a nerd about Gundam, you know, versus like a self-contained show. Yeah, like you could like watch Gundam and then go buy a Gunpla kit and make one. Oh God, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make one. I just oh, have yeah. so, I mean, I mean, to find the one I want. I'm go. not really that schooled on um, Gundam build fighters, but for like, it, which is one of the alternate universes ones. But what I can tell, it's like Digimon, but they're building Gundam <laughs> kits <laughs> to battle with. I had actually watched a bunch of Gundam during the holidays, and I I bought the DVD box sets of. Double Zeta, which is the follow-up to Zeta Gundam, which, as probably a lot of Gundam fans can tell you, is one of the bad ones. Mm. Um, because it's just like a jokey for kids thing. Um, up until Zeta. about the halfway point, there's like a tonal whiplash to where it gets like into the Zeta Gundam. It's like, oh, it's dark and everybody dies, and it's like all this drama. It's like the first um, half of Tenchi Universe versus the second half of Tenchi Universe. 
Oh, see, that's another one I got to watch because I watched uh, <laughs> Tenchi Muyu over the over the holidays Jesus. too. There you go. <laughs> and then after, so after watching Double Zeta, I was like, I, you know what? I'm just gonna watch War in the Pocket again. That's a good and, show. Uh, I mean, it's the least Gundam Gundam show in in the mainline Universal Century Gundam timeline, mm-hmm. and it succeeds by not focusing so much on the mobile suits. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when it does, and when there is mobile suit action, it's so much better animated, it matters. It's so much better paced and directed that I'm, you know, when the Simpsons did that thing where they see the Japanese anime, and it's like, oh, flying magic robots that give you seizures. It's like, that's pretty much what most 80s Gundam is. Yeah, yeah. And, and then after War in the Pocket, I was like, okay, well, I guess I need to watch Char's Counterattack, which was supposed to be it's a, a you know full feature length movie, not an OVA, which actually came out before War, War in the Pocket. And um, even though they had feature film budget and animation and stuff, it's actually it's it's uglier, and the script is worse, and the characters are less likable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well, the most the the best Gundam thing is. Not directed by Yoshiyuki Tomino, yeah, and and it doesn't not, go. It's just a side story. It's like not yeah. even a big, you know, event in the universe. It's, it's more of like the human toll of of yeah. what happens in this world, and I, like that really connected with me way more than any of the rest of it. Which seems like the kind of the mo of the series that it is that it wants to talk about the human cost of war. So it makes sense that the one that gets goes that deep with it would be the most affecting one yeah it yeah it's it's what it's what gundam thinks it is but really yeah. it's just like a vehicle to sell toys there and like go. to me you can give tamino the whole it's like oh he's an auteur the studio made made it more toyetic and all that stuff and then it's like you watch later tamino directed gundams it's like no he's just up his own ass yeah and um you know they like especially if you watch double zeta there's this weird thing it does that not every time they introduce a m- new mobile suit, but enough times that it's really jarring. It's like they'll do a zoom in of it and they'll do a title like telling you what it is. And there's so many new mobile suits that get introduced in this show. They just forget what it is. It's like you'll have major characters who stay through the show the whole time. It's like they'll be piling a new mobile suit each week. And it's like, be sure to buy this toy. Kind of the yeah. same thing that Generation 1 Transformers did. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so I wish I had more to talk about for a new anime that I've watched recently, but I've been trying to watch it for free, like not on Funimation or any other subscription service. Um, and, uh, and I've been avoiding Crunchyroll cause I'd rather watch them in, in dubbed form than subbed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've been mostly watching these on Yahoo, which shows <laughs> stuff that's on Hulu, but with it's ad supported, but Yahoo's always fucking broken all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's been <laughs> really like, bad. It's still a thing. Yeah, it's, it's like error five hundred four, like yep. constantly. At first, I thought it was a caching issue, like I could open it in private mode or clear my cache or whatever, and then it worked. But nope, it's just straight up not busted. even that anymore. <sighs> I feel like I feel like nobody at Yahoo even knows that that was still a service they were uh, <laughs> offering, and then Verizon was just like. Uh, well, you know, we're killing Tumblr off. Why don't we kill that streaming service <laughs> off, too? Yeah, that's really yeah. kind of what it feels like. I'd never heard of this before, just now. 
Yeah, well, don't go try to watch it or anything, because I'm sure it won't load for you. Yeah. It can't handle more than two people at once. Yeah. <laughs> and no female presenting nipples. No, definitely not. Ugh. You can't watch Code Geese on there? <laughs> Code Geese. I always thought it was Code Guess, like the jeans. Guess jeans. My hero, Academia. <laughs> they say Geos every fucking episode. I did that just for you, Polly. I know. I know. I love you too, fucker. We all love you, Reed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want to play that game, Reed's it in Evil. Reed's <laughs> That, that that was a fucking brain brain virus video with some guy just staring directly at the camera saying, "My hero, Academia, Little Witch, Academia," <laughs> and that's just been in my brain for a year and a half. <laughs> somebody mentions it, and I just, somebody says it in the brain, says the word, and I just correct it in my head to "My hero, Academia." <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> Boku no Hero, Boku no My Hero Academia. It's <laughs> very good. Boku no Big Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> I'm sorry, we have to move on. John is busted. Anata no Lie in April. Um, of nothing, I'll just say SSSS Gridman. Uh, that's a good anime. Go watch that. I've heard that's oh, I was pretty good. Start that soon. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody Polly, says that's, that's good. Hey, Polly, you know Thigh Girl? That's what she's from. Oh, is that what she's from? Yeah. That's how you so, get. That's how you get me to watch a show. You let me know right. there's a damn good set of thighs in it. Cool. My favorite recent anime, I think, was um, Boku, oh. no, Boku no Cousin Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Boku no Hime. Oh my god. <laughs> Boku no Otome. What about um, Boku no Boku no Boku no? <laughs> Cut it! Cut it! We're done! It's done! Have you done anything else, Colin, or are we moving oh, on? Um, yeah, we're moving on. Rhett. Hi. What else did you do? Um, two quick things. I played through most of the my... Or, <laughs> I'm missing my... <laughs> yeah, it's Pokemon. It's Pokemon. No, new Super Mario... Or Super Luigi U, which is the, the remix levels that are way faster and way shorter, and uh-huh. it's harder? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, but the levels are... They're too short. Because, you know, you start with 99 it's seconds 99 on the clock. It's a 99 second timer, and that's not a lot of time. And I'm finishing them usually between with, like, 60 to 40 left. Oh. Like, they're way short. And it's I just s- like, I'm enjoying this platform. Oh, this platforming. Oops, I finished the level. Okay, back to the map. Okay, gotta walk over to the next level. Gotta enter the level. Oh, little loading. Oh, I'm enjoying this platform. Oh, I finished the level already. Like, it's just... It's so start and stop. Yeah, like mm-hmm. with games like that where the idea is... To like, just go fast. Yeah, it's to go fast. You need very fast, snappy, not slowed yeah. down. Like yeah. it needs to, yeah. The restarts need to be fast. Oh, Getting to the game. next level needs to be fast. Like Mario this, 3 is, has short yeah. levels, but they, it moves breezily. Between like them. this game does the worst thing ever, basically, where when you die, it kicks you back to the world map. 
Uh, I don't know why it does that. It's not that much of an issue in the main game because it has a much more relaxed pace. But in this one, like these levels are quick and they're like they're set up to move through them a certain way. Like the coin paths are like very deliberate. Like okay, you jump here and you jump here and you grab these three red coins and then you know you get the power up and then you use the power up to kill these enemies. Like it's very much more deliberate. And when you die and have to go back to Uh-oh. I'm near the end, so I'm kind of ready to move on from that game now. Like, oh. It's good, but it's not amazing. Oh, Lord. Skype pooped the bed there pretty hard. Ah. Uh, my Twitch, I had to refresh. Yeah, everything just stopped, and I got boop. Boop. <laughs> boop. Okay. Thank you, Ajit Pai, you fucker. Yeah. Okay, so... I'll just say new spoiler to you. It's okay, and just okay. move on. <laughs> okay. And you can I, edit yeah, that, however. Yeah. The so I played new Super Mario Brothers DS, and when I was hunting for like used games, and it's like, oh, here's that uh, new Super Mario Brothers two on 3DS. Oh, I hear this game's bad. Like literally yeah. on my phone, like looking up reviews <laughs> at the store. Um, Everyone hates two, especially and, like. Generally, U is considered the best one, and they came out like two months apart. Right. Ugh. Which was baffling, to say the least. Mm. And I played like a minute of, uh, yeah, the one on the Wii U yeah. um, when I was uh, visiting Poncho and his cousin. Yeah. Did um, you pay, play multiplayer? Yes, we did. That was that was exhausting. Like, oh, hey, you new person. Um, here, take this controller. We need to clear these achievements, whatever. And it's like, oh, okay. I've literally never played this game before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I played. I played um, the first game on DS when it came out, and then I played Wii a lot with co-op, just because it was fun. Cool. Fun to play Mario with another person, and then I was like, nah, I'm good. It feels <laughs> Mario Maker exists now. Yeah. Like, the co-op is neat because it seems like a nightmare, basically, like, bumping into other players. Yeah. Yes. They do the dumbest fucking thing in this re-release, though. Yeah. So, the original New Super Wii, whatever, and the U version, there are four playable characters. Mario, Luigi, Yellow Toad, and Blue Toad. Right. That's from like, Wii, too, yeah. God, yeah. they didn't fix that? They made... No, no, no. They made it way worse. Mm-hmm. Because in the deluxe re-release, Yellow Toad and Blue Toad are combined into the same character. So you can only play as one of them at a time. Oh. They okay. added two new characters. Toadette and Nabbit. So Toadette's thing is that she can get the Super Crown, which turns her into Peachette, and then she gets the hover move. Right. Okay. And Nabbit just doesn't take it damage from enemies, period. Wow. So so Nabbit is kind of like, a the enemies are easier, and Peachette is like, hey, the platforming is easier, because a lot of the time you'll have this hover ability. But since okay. they combined the Toads into two into one character, if you're playing four-player mode, you have Mario, Luigi, the Toads, and then the fourth player has to either be Toadette or Nabbit. They have mm -hmm. to play on the easier mode. And in New Super Luigi U, it's even worse because they remove Mario as a playable character. So if you do four players, 
then you have to use both the easy mode characters. <laughs> that's, and it's baffling. That's really dumb. It's really dumb. <laughs> Just throw in some fucking toad recolors. Just be like, hey, here's a orange toad. I don't know. <laughs> here's God. red toad. And he wears here's a Mario Toad's hat. worth. Toad's yeah. worth. There you go. Like, so if you're playing on four player in Luigi U, you have Luigi the Toads who are play normally, then you have to use Toadette and Nabbit to get the four players. Like, in fucking strange. That's I wonder. stupid. As far as I know, that's how it works. So, yeah. not It's not going to affect me, but it's silly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's... And it's also really weird when the game gives you super crowns, even though you're not playing as Toadette. Mm-hmm. It's like... Hey, there's a item in your inventory, and it goes. You and can't use you this. You can't and use like, this. Like what yeah. the fuck? Like so many of these things sound like just like yeah. Because you can change characters anytime, but it's like I don't. This is the one game ever to get me to be like, no, I don't want to play as the girl. Because <laughs> it's already really easy. Don't make it oh, easier. It's not hardcore enough for you to play as girl, and then play as girls easy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like, um, New Super Mario Brothers DS was, like, the most of that formula that I ever want to play. Yeah, yeah. see, I, I'll this play is Mario the... Maker. I'll play Troll Mario Maker levels. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fun. I played a little bit of New, and then kind of didn't really feel for it, and then I skipped Wii, and I skipped all of them until this one, and I'm like, hey, yeah, this is the first, like, New Mario game I've played since, uh, 3, or World, I actually. Right, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Like, you give me 25 years of gap, and I'll be like, yeah, it's pretty good. But again, it's, it. only, it's only pretty good. Like, a 2D uh, Mar- I kind of went into this last time. Like, Mario games should be better than this. Yeah. It's not, like, it's not even as good as Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, like you nah. said. Like, that's what's so frustrating about the Luigi DLC is how you see glimpses of good levels, and oops, it's over. Yeah, that's, that's kind it's, of a bummer. They're so short. The one thing is that they made the ghost houses better because in the main game the ghost houses are actually like puzzle levels and they kind of suck. Yeah, like so now, ghost that's, houses that's have the, always the been crucial like problem. That, though, yeah, ghost houses just kind yeah. of always sucked. So now they're basically just auto scrollers. So the the ghost house parts in Super Princess Peach weren't that bad. Nah. Again, talking about how like that game yeah. is easier than any Mario thing you could ever have. There there is one thing I like that they do. It's like so okay, so you've got. Everybody knows how Mario ghosts work. You look at them, they they hide away. You turn away, they chase uh-huh. you. Well, then they've got vampire ghosts. I call them that because they have vampire teeth. Where it's like it's the opposite. If you look at them, they chase you. They if chase you turn you away, they away. stop. Oh jeez. Yeah. And then there's the segments where the ghosts all have blindfolds on, which well, I guess they were like near automata ghosts. And they all just chase you like the entire time, and you've got to speed run through the level. There's literally a part in that, or more than one, where you have to use the the gloom vibe to uh, run faster to to run away from the the near automata ghost chasing you. So I thought that was pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Twist on the well-known mechanic. Right. I like the puzzle ghost's house. I was gonna let you all just kind of trounce over that and just meekly <laughs> sit over here I, to the side. I like them, and I've always liked them. I like okay. them as a kid. Okay, I'm not even world. disparaging the ones in World. I just didn't really feel them in New Super Mario Brothers U. That's fine. I'm talking to Polly and all. I play. I replayed Mario 64. You know what? The first three levels that I managed to get all seven stars in because I just had so much fun with them. It was the Ghost House and then two water levels. <laughs> 
The water levels are beautiful. The water in that levels game. are so great beautiful. in that game. Yeah. Okay. The, good. Okay. The music remember. has a calming effect that probably like tricks yeah. you into thinking it's better than it actually is. I heard, I heard someone. I heard someone disparaging the water levels in sixty four too. Sixty four. So I was defensive about those as well. But I really like the ghost house in sixty four. I think the ghost house in sixty four is good too. I don't think that a lot right. of the puzzles in Super Mario World are good though. They were cool as a kid because I felt like. Look, man, I just, I just don't have, I just don't have a lot of love for, I just don't have a lot of love for Super Mario World anymore. No, I, I don't. I, I've, I've never finished that game one hundred percent. I think like I played a lot of it, and then it's like the cart that I borrowed from someone had a save file where they finished. It was like, okay, let me do the last part. Yeah, the the ghost houses would be near low on my list of issues in that game, basically. Because at least as a kid, it was like, oh, this is something kind of cool and mysterious. When I The very first ghost house, when I find this top secret area, I was like, oh, I didn't know games could do this. I like this the backgrounds. Like... I think the backgrounds are nice. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the 64 ones. Okay. Which came out first, Tomb Raider or Super Mario 64? Oh. Tomb Raider. Lots, I think, right? Or was... <laughs> yeah, just fucking dragging idiot. the podcast to a screeching yeah, halt. Nice, what I'm nice saying job, is that Brett. It was 1996. Was October 1996 was Tomb Raider. Oh, so did it beat it by like a month? Nope it it, it was a couple months later. June 1996 was March 64. Yeah, yeah, but in America there would have been November. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, like the Tomb Raider controls like garbage. Yeah, whereas Mario 64 controls. Like how 3D games always should have controlled. Yeah, but I was especially going to compare the swimming being garbage. Oh, oh God, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider swimming is dreadful. So like getting to Mario 64 swimming was like a fucking revelation. Tomb Raider, like, Tomb oh. Raider, they've still not fixed Tomb Raider swimming. Uh, like I played I, fucking I was... Tomb Raider Underworld recently, and the far the first part of that game is literally a fucking swimming oh, level. Right. And it's just you like, oh that. my god, this is awful. I have no idea where they want me to go. I just so so I think the, the last were... Tomb Raider game I played to completion, the the one where you'll want to protect Lara Croft, that was just called <laughs> Tomb Raider, right? Yeah. yeah. Was there any swimming in that one? I, don't I, was, I was just going to say, I think they just got, they gave up. There's no <laughs> swimming anymore. I'm almost certain it's just kind of like, oh, you walk through like waist high water, and that's okay. about it. Uh, so my final thing, as we've mentioned before, I'm not sure we ever really introduced this concept on the podcast. Uh, I've been letting a box tell me what games to play. Yeah, we've, we've talked about the box. Okay, so I finished uh, Gree last week. Yeah. I was like, hmm, let's see what the box has for me next. And it had a bad VR game in it, so I was like, got 10 minutes into that and it was like kind of motion sick and like, hmm, this is bad. Let's let's draw again. And I picked t- Trails in the Sky. Boom! It finally <laughs> happened! It finally happened. It's like game number 15 or so. So how's so, Trails in the Sky? In the sky. <laughs> Trails Evolution. Oh, so God. I've been, that fucking so I've been playing Trails in the Sky, finally. And I finished Chapter 1 last night after two weeks or so. Because there's the, like, three-hour intro... Yeah, and then there's the prologue. Yeah, and then there's chapter one. Yeah, now you're in chapter but two, where things I think start I'm in chapter two. I think this is where people kind of start finding their legs with this game if they get oh, this good because I'm already liking it. Like the writing in chapter one is still really good, and I was like invested in them solving that little mystery. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with this 
real kind of gut punch. Yeah. Of like, oh, we didn't really have to do this all along afterwards. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> I like uh, Josette. She's very good. Josette is awesome. Josette's very good. I want to hit her with my stick. She's a good girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's a sex thing! (laughs) I'm in my bow staff, obviously. She's very rude rude to Estelle. Do you play as Donatello in this game? Female Donatello, obviously. You play as female Donatello. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Because you know they had a female Ninja Turtle, that uh, Venus de Milo. Yeah. I, I don't accept anything after the 80s cartoon. <laughs> so the cool thing about waiting three and a half years to continue playing Trails in the Sky is that the game got better in that time. Yep. Because they added uh, Turbo Mode. <laughs> yep. Which, it's very nice. Turbo Mode is good because it, it speeds up everything. Like, attack animations in this game, by default, are pretty slow. slow. Uh not sure what they were thinking there. Like, I still think it was kind of a bad design decision there. That's, um, that's the best improvement um, over Shin Megami Tensei Persona 2 Innocent Sin versus uh, Eternal Punishment. It's like, it just has the option to turn the animations Turn the off. animations so, you off. You know, I have to watch that shit all the yeah. time. It with so this, like, you can hold down the button and it'll zoom yeah. through. And like the turbo works well in that, like it doesn't speed up the music or make it uh, yeah, unlistenable. It's just yeah, it like, doesn't feel janky. It just feels very good to move. Like okay, let's get through this casting like, animation. It's like, like holding the turbo button on a ZS and a simulator. No, it feels better. That's the thing. Yeah, so like it just doesn't fuck up everything. Yeah, it do, it only fu- it only messes with the animations and stuff. The only thing that does get messed up is like some longer spells. Like they have a longer. Um, sound effect associated with them, so those play at normal speed too, even if you've sped it up, so you'll still get, like, remnants of that once an attack is over. But that's not really a big problem. Cool. And the other thing that has been added to this game within the last couple of years, as you mentioned to me, think, gratefully, somebody made a Japanese voice patch. Yeah. <laughs> and that's very good. It, it definitely adds some flavor to some specific yeah. scenes like uh like when i was watching a let's play uh late last year like i i, I he the, the dude that i was watching played through with that patch and it was like there you got to a couple of scenes where the voice acting was just like oh my god it just made this scene 10 times better are you talking about <laughs> somebody's i'm talking about olivier olivier yeah. is amazing Excellent. with voice so acting. when you first meet him he you sings mean olivier song. like Lawrence olivier yeah. is that how the character's name is pronounced yeah yeah, when you first meet this guy, he just pulls out a guitar or a lute, whatever it is, and sings a song for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really cheesy. But then this this voice dub makes it like this full orchestral track with sweeping vocals and like <laughs> it goes all out. And it goes all out and they even like it takes control away of away from you, so you can't just button mash through his text because his text becomes tied into the pace of the song. It's like, wow, this is pretty extensive actually. It's really good. And then Estelle's. I'm gonna clip it for you later. Like Estelle's voice acting right after that scene is also very good. Where she gets very mad at him. Yeah. Estelle being mad at at uh, Olivier is great. Yes. Yeah. I love him. He is I such a good boy. Them. He's such a good boy. He's he's something. He's a good boy. Yeah. He's he, he's the wonder song of the trails. Oh, he really is. <laughs> he's a traveling bard. 
It checks out. Is he a spoony bard? No, he's not very spoony. Uh, yeah, mm, I, I would say he is. You would call him spoony? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. John, were you going to ask how much of the game is voiced? Yeah. yeah the whole uh, thing. What? Yeah. No, it's not everything. Yeah, it can't be like every NPC. It's not it's like every mm-hmm. NPC in side quest, but every single main interaction. God. Yeah. I think all it might also be like almost all the side quests too. Yeah, how big like, are those? How big's that patch? Uh, it's thirty thousand lines of dialogue, is <laughs> what I remember. Yeah, I could look it up real quick, but I just remember seeing that and being like, "Wow, this must be every line of dialogue in the game." And then immediately realizing, like, no, no, yeah, like it's not every single little weird interaction because every NPC dialogue like updates constantly yeah. to be relevant to what's happening but yeah it's everything so like you can immediately tell tell if you're on the main quest because characters will start talking again yeah which is kind of funny but mm-hmm. and i think it's all the side quests too like in most rpgs i can't be fucked to talk to every npc after every event flag to see how yeah. their dialogue changes i only bother like with the trail series in certain um in certain 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 instances like I, like if i'm like you know, nothing better to do. I'll go around and talk to NPCs. But you know, the Trails games are games that I actually enjoyed engaging with the NPCs yeah. and doing the side quests and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. I didn't go at the Trails with like a completionist mindset. I just always no. was like, all right, I've just done a lot of plot. I feel like I want to take a beat and yeah, relax. Like I did with Nier, like with Near A a little bit. Just like right, let's talk to people. Let's do side quests. I feel like th- it's time to slow down for a minute. Yeah. It, it let me set my own pace in a cool way. Because I think the NPC dialogue updating so much and being relevant to what's going on like makes the world feel so much more alive. Where mm-hmm. when you t- talk to a character and you know some stuff happens, you talk to them again and they say the exact same thing, like it breaks the illusion like yeah. immediately. Yeah. So as long as you just go around and talk to everybody like once in a while, it feels like supernatural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I've had characters like reference side quests that I did. Like, yep. So that's cute. really cool. And shit. even in and even in the voice dialogue too. So it's like, oh, you must have just recorded multiple versions of this. Yep. There's one part where you go to this village and somebody comes up and he's like, "Hey, did you guys take out that monster here?" And I'm like, "Yep, we did." Because I had gone there like not as not part of the main story and killed a done a monster extermination quest and then went back. <laughs> so like the, the fact trails. that the game referenced it, like that seemed super cool. Yeah, that, that's really cool that they actually went all that all out yeah. with the voice acting. Do they have patches for the other two? Yeah. Yeah. God. And That's I think neat. they're getting... The, so these are fan-made patches from mm-hmm. the Evolution versions of the games. Which Do they have all three of those out? I think so. Yeah, like uh, one through three oh. can be patched to have voice acting. God, yeah. So cool. I think the Crossbell games might the be Crossbell that, game, too. The Crossbell games already have voice acting, so... Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Gotcha. And then... The Cold Steel games, I think, are getting that patched into the PC version, right? Uh, the the those like when those were ported to PC, they added like fifty percent more voice dialogue to them. Cool. In English, right? Yeah, in English, but the English dub <laughs> okay. for that game is fantastic. Okay, but I'm saying when those P- PS4 re-releases come off, I think they will also have the Japanese dub in that. Yeah, they and if they go. don't, Rep will never play them. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's getting patched into the PC version. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, like I, I don't know because like like Cold Steel is not a game that I'll play dubbed or or, the, or that I will play uh, oh. with a Japanese dub because I okay. really I really like the English cast a lot. Okay, mm-hmm. but did you so you played Crossbell with Japanese dub? Yeah, that's fine. 
Okay, cool. I actually downloaded a fan dub patch for that one. <laughs> nice. I God, I can imagine through. how much work that would be. Huh. Yeah. Like even just voicing the main story in Trails, and and even only being on chapter two. Yeah. It's like, man, there's a lot of fucking incidental characters that only have a couple lines of dialogue, but having it all voiced, you just kind of realize how much there still is. Yeah. Like. This fisherman down by the wharf who talks to you for like five minutes and then probably never shows up again has his own voice actor. You know, stuff like oh, that. Oh, man. He doesn't know about that twist. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> Does the fisherman make the cheese promise? Yes. <laughs> Makes the cheese promise. Actually, you know, given what he's doing, trying to hunt this big monster, I guess, in the lake, he probably could come back for real. <laughs> and I have a feeling, because like... Certain characters like Dorothy and Niall are already showing up way more than is like realistic, so he probably comes back. Too. Dorothy and Niall are awesome. I love them. Her, that, she's very good. Yeah, the world just feels so intimate. The way that it's paced, like it feels like cozy. Yeah, like uh, yeah. It, it's been said a million times. Like if you are patient and you let the game get its hooks into you, like I think that it's a world that's very easy to kind of yeah. let yourself get lost in. Yeah, I, I guess we've talked about this series a bit on the podcast already. Hey, Rhett! So, yeah? Did you notice that there's a world map? Yeah. I didn't realize that until <laughs> midway through SC. John, you I didn't ever... even know how fucking orbments worked yeah, until even, the end of SC. Even, you know what sucks? I kept playing Trails, like I love this world so much. I wish I could have just a map so I could like feel a better sense of the journey I'm on. Oh like, my god! Map. Oh my god! Just Holly, how do you deal with this guy? Is there, I... one? Is there one? Let me click around. No, there isn't one. I guess there is one. <laughs> you Not can actually you can actually a... access the world map. You can actually access it from your inventory. Not only yeah. that, but there is a quick mi- there is a quick button for the map. That's what I was gonna say. It's in the inventory next to the Bracer Guild thing and, and... The, co- the cooking book. But And there's a dedicated button on it for it. It's like R3, like, though, right? That's how you well, I changed the button. I think, for me, L3 is like the local map, and I put Start as the world map. You put... Because uh, mm-hmm. my controller, like, the shoulder buttons didn't register because, you know, analog. Yeah. So I had to move some stuff around, but I fit everything on anyways. But I'm like, oh, it has a dedicated button. That's nice. I was nice. hoping you'd say no, and I'd be like, oh, well, you can do it by this. <laughs> I guess I'm just a big old stupid idiot. Yeah, you're a big old stupid idiot. I think it is a bit weird how, like, walking halfway across the country is represented by, like, five screens. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. You got to give yourself in and be like, hmm, they're very far away from where they were now. Mm-hmm. And, and again, especially... that just sort of contributes to, like, this isn't, this is a small country. Like that. That's okay. a yeah. Liberal is a very scale. small place when it's consider like when the rest of the entire continent is con- oh, uh, considered. Because okay. mm-hmm. I only this have is not a map. world map. It is a country yeah, map. It's, yeah, it's Rhode just, Island map. Yeah, you're just <laughs> yeah, looking. You're looking at one little state on that entire continent of Zamuria. Okay, so it's like New Hampshire. Yeah, basically. So I've I've never smaller. played a trails game, but this sounds to me like. Uh, Sui coding, but people actually give a shit about it. Basically, yeah. And, you know, it doesn't have 800 other characters you don't care about. <laughs> it inspires emotional... But in Sui Coden 3, you can recruit dogs into your army. Yeah. that That's the best one. I'm not saying Sui Coden is bad, because I actually do like those games, but they don't really stand up to the Trails games for me. No, yeah. Nobody can say that Sui Coden is good or bad, because nobody's actually played it. <laughs> 
I played the first one. Motherfucker, I have one and two. I don't know if I have the second one. I might have Swakoden Tactics as well. I think. Oh, Tactics, the one that Tactics does, is like... actually the best one, in my mind. Hmm. No, you're thinking of Final Fantasy. No, Final Fantasy Tactics is bad. It's a first two. Well, I hey, I've dropped this hot take a couple times lately. I finished Final Fantasy Tactics, was like, oh, this is that was a great game. I'm so glad I played that. And I just have not given a shit about it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I give no fucks about Final Fantasy. Oh, I got cloud, I'm done. There's no reason to play this game anymore ever. It's, no, it like it's trail sticks in my brain, sticks in okay. my heart. Final I was, I was just gonna Tactics. say it's like after Sorry. you've gotten cloud and you've seen the Final boss, angel, chick, and a thong. And that's it. There's no other reason to play Final Fantasy Tactics anymore. Feels like Matsuno's too smart for me. It's like this isn't this isn't stupid. This isn't Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy's supposed uh, to be stupid. I don't understand. Well, sounds like Final Fantasy Twelve is the best of both worlds. No, that one looks <laughs> classy too. Ugh, Final Fantasy is supposed to be classy. All that's right. why you bought Final Fantasy Thirteen. I'm that's why I bought Final Fantasy Thirteen. Hey, I was about John, to say. Else? John, do you have anything else before we close out? Yeah. No, I don't. All right. Okay. Well, I'm going to thank everybody for coming out again on another Sunday evening. I, of course, also want to thank our good pal Colin for, hey, just kind of taking the invite and being up for coming aboard. Hey, we had a great time having you on again, dude. Pleasure to be here. Awesome, awesome. And I, of course, also want to thank everybody who dropped... Uh, uh, there was a follow earlier. Uh, we saw some subscriptions and uh, Tango Gemini for the bits. Um, so before we get out of here, John Thire, where can the fine folks on the internet lands find you? Doxpaintpeoplesexy.net slash afterward. I hear that's a pretty good video game. <laughs> yeah. You can find me there too. Hey, Rhett, where can people find you? Uh, inconsequentialexistence.com which, which will never be updated and Colin where can uh, people find you if they want to they want to get more of that nice hunky raspy voice of yours um, I'm Beepner at Twitter that's Bravo Echo Echo uh, what is P Polo November Echo Romeo there you go um, yeah I'm lame don't follow me um, I've been streaming some I might update in the future. He has the funniest jokes on Twitter. Oh, you want to follow him? Aww. You want, you want to, I did. You want to follow him? He's got the Oh, phone. yeah, so there's a thing I wanted to talk about. So <laughs> I became a bit of an internet celebrity recently because uh Kurt Cobain had a birthday recently. Right. Um, and so I just posted um a tweet with the meme image of uh Bop, I'm Kurt Cobain. Suck my dick, I'm Kurt, Kurt Cobain. Cobain. <laughs> and then there's a uh, picture of a bear in a pool saying, uh, oh, is that Kurt, Kurt Cobain? And it's like, is that a fucking bear? <laughs> and I just posted that saying, like, HBD, Kurt. <laughs> and for some reason, like, that tweet blew up. Like, I've gotten, like, a thousand likes on it. What um, the fuck? I, I don't understand it either. You went didn't, like, viral? Because I didn't, like, type Kurt Cobain, the full name, and, like, have, like, the trending hashtag. Uh, pick that up, but yeah. So, Twitter is stupid. Twitter's fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Thanks again for listening, and remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you.